Golden Globies, that is right. You are on the highway to episode 250. No, we're, we're f- this is our fifth anniversary. Oh, excuse we me. We passed 250 with Joe Coleman. That's right. God damn it. I Technically, can't it's not straight. even our fifth. Cause I, I think we started in April of 2018, yeah. but we were balls deep in Sex Thriller Month, and we can't come up for air. Unlike all the characters in Sex Thriller Month, no one got balls deep anywhere. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we had to postpone it a little. And here we are. Here we are, fifth anniversary, big episode. Did you think we'd ever make it, Griff? Five Did, years. No fucking chance. Does it, any podcast make it five years? Most uh, people just give up in futility, but not us. That's right. We're we, gonna, we're gonna, we're wearing you guys down. We're like yeah. that that nice guy that's wearing down the hot oh, chick. <laughs> we're gonna get you eventually. We're a we're couple. Getting, we're getting in your panties, people. We're a couple of Max Rockatan skis. We don't look uh, back. We just keep plowing forward. Right. Except all of our beautiful references we make constantly, <laughs> and which is why you need to go through our treasure trove of back issues. Yeah. There's so many of them at this point. We're over 250. Yeah, over, well count. over. Because we're up to tippy-tap 50-something. I mean, too. our super fan, Abra, hasn't even listened to all our episodes. She was like, hey, you need to do Hercules. We did Hercules. In the first few years months? Years ago. Yeah. yeah, it was like the first year. Yeah. Okay. Back when we actually did Canon movies. Remember right. those days? I remember <laughs> Canon. Yeah, I've heard of that yeah. company before. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually, uh, I had an interview for a, a job the other day, and for some reason, I've never been asked this on an interview, what do you like to do for fun? I'm not about to say, I podcast the greatest podcast around because that just... Well, it's a little prying, I think. Are they like going yeah. to search your internet background? Or right. Something, I, that, you know? So that's why I don't like to volunteer this kind of information. It's too much. So I just right. said, oh, I'm a big action fan. You know, I really love my action movies. Old action, cheesy action, you know, like canon era. Like, uh, say, dot .com for murder? Dot .com. Oh, boy, Murray, we'll uh, have to save that yeah, conversation. Save that for later. Mike, thank you for putting that on your plex. It was for 35 minutes. It was minutes. perplexing. It was for 35 minutes. It was exactly what I wanted. And then it turned into a very, very boring, dumb movie. But thank you for putting it up there. Well, this movie we're doing today is exactly what I wanted. Murray, there's so much controversy. Back in 2015, a movie came out, and you're allowed to say opinions are everybody's own right. You can They're say like assholes. Wh- exactly. You can say whatever you want. I'm going to be fine with it. Obviously, me and you fall in the same camp. But, guys, uh, it's just their opinions. So take it and run. But this is a pro Road Warrior number one, and it's our opinion. That's just our opinion, no, right, Murray? No, this is... Documented fact, Griff. Excuse me? It's objectively true that Road Warrior is, if it's not even the greatest movie of all time, it's definitely the greatest Mad Max movie of all time. And I will brook no dissension. I, fuck you. If you bring up, sorry, I know, the only person I know is crazy enough to even say that Fury Road's better, a good friend of ours over in England, Stuart Bannerman. Yeah? I, I let it pass. It infuriates me. It infuri roads me, yeah, but it's wrong. It's as much like you remember our buddy Pigeon. We had a friend Pigeon. He's been on. He's on, he's Iron, on. Yeah, he's been on our Iron Eagle episode. Everybody knows Pigeon. He's a super U two fan. Yes, and he goes ballistic when anyone ever criticizes U two. And one, uh, for, for, by the way, a band that deserves to be criticized. By the way, but he goes. That's his irrational yeah. hatred. I don't think it's irrational. I think it's totally rational fury. I get. 
when people say Fury Road is the best Mad Max movie, it's not. It's right. just, and we're gonna tell you for the next five hours. Yes, as we do break this movie down. Why are the Road Warriors better? So we're gonna be coming through with some factual information here. For for instance, think about what Fury Road has done for the modern world. It's gotten people tattoos. People get the fucking tattoos. They say the, the witness me. Oh, the the steering wheel. Why do the you Morton want to be Joe's? those guys? Those are like they're like the stormtroopers of Fury Road. Why would right. you? Want? But then again, people love to be stormtroopers too. Like they do love to be stormtroopers. I want to be the star. I don't want to be the background guy. Right, but Max doesn't have a cool logo. Oh, that's yes. simple to get tattooed. It's, it's true. It's true. Uh, so that's the that's the impression that Fury Road, aside from winning a bunch of awards that it deserves. Yeah, best. We're not, we're not saying Fury Road is a shitty movie. Yeah, it's the third best Mad Max movie ever made. Right, but it's not Road Warrior. That's right. It's so far and beyond. And this is not supposed to be a Fury Road hate episode. No, not at all. It's, it's just when people say Fury Road is the best Road Warrior, that's where we had to step in and tell you. Guys, I say you it's must not. have never seen another Mad Max movie, or you must have just seen Beyond Thunderdome. So we have now given you the influences. Tattoos of Fury Road. And yeah. people saying that Mad Max, of course, is always the passenger. Wrong. Yeah, totally wrong. Very wrong. Because uh, they have to rationalize it. Because we all know Mad Max got short shrift in Fury Road. He got robbed. We had, we had one of the few guys that I would accept replacing Mel Gibson and Tom Hardy. We love Tom Hardy on oh, the show. Oh, yeah, big And Tom I was Hardy. cool with that. Because personally... I think they should have ended it with Mel Gibson. Have him do the... Mad Max dies in Fury Road. It's his final story. Mel Gibson caps it off. We're all happy. We made up for fucking Thunderdome. Yes. I understand they couldn't do that because of political reasons. But... Yeah, they even tried to cast Mel back in like 98 and they didn't do it. Yeah, they were, they, were, they, were, they were they were going to use him. Yeah. And I thought, I think it would be great. It's having a gnarly old Max. Like he's been out for like 25 years in the wasteland. Right. That would have been. Because Mel Gibson looks like shit now. He's like, this all gnarly looking. Yeah. He would have been perfect. It would have been perfect. But uh, I was cool with fucking Hardy. Oh, I love And then the I'm like, casting. when's he going to do something? He doesn't do anything. Yeah. And people, who, like, like you said, the people who come out, the chart, trot out the whole. Well, that's always been Max. He's always been like, you know, the background character. When, motherfucker? First of all, Mad Max was his origin story, first of all. Road Warrior, he's front and center. I just watched it. Yeah. He's front and fucking center. Yeah. He's the star. And same for fucking uh, Thunderdome. Who, who, who is the star of Papagallo, the gyro cap? That, is that the main character right. of Road Warrior? No, it's fucking Max. Right. I, I it took me so long to see it. My journey from being just like a roundabout Road Warrior Mad Max fan, uh, you know, it it took it took me a long time to get to this point, and it took plenty of watching and finally watching and doing notes and everything to realize it's Road Warrior, Mad Max, then Fury Road. Yeah. Great movie. 2010s was kind of sus for you know action. You had Dread. You had this. So yeah, it's definitely top three for action movies in the yeah. 2010s, but but it's not top three in the 80s, right? And the 80s had the monument, like uh, the mon. Oh fuck, I can't think of that. President Monument carving the mountains. Mount Rushmore. The Mount Rushmore of action movies is in the 80s. We all know this. Yeah. Road Warriors right there. Yeah. Max Rakatansky and Dogs on there too. 
Yeah. Because why wouldn't dog be on there? Dog, the greatest dog in cinema history. That Like all of the Mad Max movies, uh, well, Road Warrior and I guess, nah. A I bit. mean, this, here's the thing. I, we were saying how he's the star. Only four other people have names in fucking Road Warriors. Yeah. How the fuck is he not the star? <laughs> yes. He dog. doesn't even name his fucking dog. Just dog. Just dog. <laughs> so good. Um, it inspired Dog the Bounty Hunter. That, oh, good. Speaking, perfect segue, Murray. We talked about the influences. Yeah. We had the fuck, you know, acclaimed action movie for the 2010s, tattoos, t-shirt sells, and Morton Joe's so cool. People huffing, uh, like, uh, spray paint? Yeah. Maybe oh, that. big time on there that. There resurgence in that? Oh, big time. Poppers went out, spray paint in. And Morton Joe... Also rates, for me, very low on the Mad, Ma- uh, Mad Max world villains. Yeah, he's just an old man. He was cool looking, yeah. and that's about well, that's, it. That's what that's, it's Fury Road in a nutshell. Very cool looking. I'll, I'll, I mean, I, I'll give it to you. The aesthetics of Fury Road are great. Amazing. I love it. Yeah. And, and the, the, when, you, when you hear the backstory, like they had a whole team of people creating cars and tools. Yes. And, and George Miller's like, I want you to create a backstory for every fucking piece that's in this movie. Yes. I love that. That's fucking great. 100%. The behind the scenes plays into more of the mythos than the actual movie, though. Right. Well, because we talk about how... I'm sorry, I'm, off, I'm getting off track yeah. with inspirations. But we talk about how... We talked about this on Conan the Barbarian, that um, Conan the Barbarian had the just right amount of fantasy elements, magic. Yes. So it still stayed grounded, even though, I mean, yes, you had uh, uh, James Earl Jones turning into a snake. Yeah. You had some that, that fucking wizard guy, but there, it, it was just the right amount. Right. So it, you, it still felt real, even though it's a fantasy movie. And much I think much the same with Road Warrior. Yes, you have outlandish characters. You have the Lord Humongous. You have the fucking feral child with a fucking boomerang. Right. But it still feels grounded. Uh, conversely, to me, Fury Road is pure fantasy. Yeah. It's, it's like there's there's, there's abundance. Uh, we're, li- we're living in a post-apocalyptic world, a, a world that's like 20 years after Road War, yet we have more shit now. Right. Just how quickly they built everything into that mountain. It's not hundreds and thousands of years or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like twenty years later. We did right. Here's this fucking mountain fortress. It, it's it's just yeah. it's a little much. Uh, so I, that takes it away. But we gotta. Oh man, I don't want to shit on Fury Road. We'll have to do Fury Road eventually. But still, yeah. and then we'll discuss it further. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, everybody who's a Fury Road fan, but we gotta. Pr- today we're You're, proving. Yeah. Road Warrior is the best. Let's talk influence of Road Warrior because they're everywhere today. Yeah. Everywhere. So if we want to look back to the 80s, 81, it comes out. When does Friday the 13th come out? I think part three where we get the hockey mask was in 83 or so. Boom. Lord Humongous right there. I don't know why no one points it out. Yeah. It fucking infuriates me because like he's... Jason is obviously a ripoff of the Lord Humongous. Right. Big These guy are... with a fucking hockey mask. Yeah. And, and everyone it... acts like, like, I don't even know why anyone would say Jason's their favorite character because there's nothing original about that character. Just the chi 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 ho ho. He started out as fucking a Michael Myers clone. Because that's, the, I mean, Friday the 13th was just to cash in on Halloween. That's why it has like a holiday. To, well, I mean, Friday the 13th isn't a holiday, but you yeah. know what I mean. Like a, Give it a an day. ominous kind of day. Right. And 13 is the evil number. Right. 
and uh, he, you know because he, he has like the co- I don't know Jason was coveralls. Doesn't he like I believe Michael he Myers? used like a groundskeeper coveralls. And then the second one, he was a ripoff of the Elephant Man because he had the fucking mask that, with the eye hole. Cut yeah, out, which is cool. Which is cooler. I actually prefer Jason that way. I like that. Uh, based on Kayla's startle scare. Uh, startle scare? Startle <laughs> scale is what I try to say. Oh, is that gonna... the, the bag was creepier, too. Yeah. I agree. Because she had... saw those for the first time. And he was like a hillbilly. He had the coveralls and all that shit. Hillbillies yeah. are always scary. Hillbillies are always scary. We know. We live in America. That's right. We know right. all about that. Yeah, but yeah, so they got that. It cre- I mean, it created a genre unto itself. I We've mean, done... There's so many... Like Italy was like... The Italian cinema was... Being run on Mad Max ripoffs for right. about three or four years. I can't even remember at this point. We've done so many movies at this uh, uh, juncture. We've done so many, and you love diving into these ripoffs. So yeah. it's like off the top of the head, we could think of New Barbarians, yeah. and then we thought of Warriors of the Wasteland. Uh, more recent one that we did uh, based on an anime during that era, Fist of the North Star, yeah. which has. Total Mad Max yeah. vibes. Kenshi- is it Kenshiro? Is Kenshiro. That- he's he's Max. Yeah. I mean, he even has the bandages on his fucking he's like, got wrist. He's got bandages. Like- he's got the sleeveless leather with the fucking shoulder yeah. pad on it. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they're like trying to hide that. No. I mean, they like yes, this influence. Exactly. There's was, no problem with that. It was highly. Inf- it's a high. Uh, it was one of. Uh, I'm being serious here. It's one of the most influential movies of all time. No shit. It's completely influential. I mean, when you think of post-apocalyptic, you're, the image in your head is fucking. Shoulder pads, leather. Right. Makes no sense. Black leather in the desert. (laughs) But that's what really pushed this iconic, uh, you know, movie on. And then you get into the wrestling world in the 80s. The coolest fucking dudes. (laughs) You would meet these guys in the bar and they would have to beat the shit out of you to keep kayfabe. (laughs) And... You had Road Warriors. You had Barbarian. Vince, I think, had his own Road Warrior. Powers whip. of Pain. Yeah, until he got Warlord Road Warriors themselves. Yeah. So everywhere. There was a wrestler called the Lord Humongous. Yeah. It was Sid Vicious. Everywhere in fucking wrestling. Everywhere. Everybody looks at that as one of the most badass fucking movies of all time. Everything. You could even look at video games. We have Wasteland, which eventually gave us Fallout. Fallout also started out being a clone of Road Warrior. It's everywhere. Yeah. Road Warriors everywhere. It influenced everything and not just, just fucking this, tattoos. Just think, this fucking low budget, even though it, it had the, probably at the time the biggest budget of any Australian movie, which was only like two or three million. The influence, like this fucking from this movie from Australia by this guy. This is fucking uh, kudos to fucking George Miller. This is his second fucking movie. And it's like iconic. Yeah. It's just the the crunch of everything. It just makes every you have to squeeze every little detail you can into whatever you can afford. So it's like the interceptor well, so much cooler well, in this movie. Yeah, I mean that's what I I like is that this world feels lived in, which I didn't get from Fury Road. You feel the desperation people are living under. You you don't get that. You don't get. That. I'm not even. I'm not even getting a single Fury Road out for this. All modern, like post-apocalyptic movies, are like that. There's everyone has like most together stylish clothes. Yeah, like, I don't know where they're fucking finding this shit. People are well fed. Everyone's got a nice, cool haircut. They're clean shaven. Yeah. No, this movie, you feel how desperate everybody's just scraping by. Nobody has fuck. The bad guys don't have guns. I mean, that's what irritated me about Fury Road is. 
oh no, we have a town that just makes bullets. Yeah. And we have another town that just makes gas. So we're we're, we're kind of set. We just barter yeah. amongst ourselves <laughs> yeah. and we trade off and there was like the one scavenger crew or maybe two different scavengers, you know, between yeah. towns and that was kind of it. Uh, but no, the guns just. I mean, really fucking like in The Walking me. Dead, they're ten years into this this thing, and they're still scavenging for canned goods. There's gonna be no fucking canned goods <laughs> ten years, even if they're good to begin with to eat. In ten years, I mean, fuck. We at the, the pandemic, two weeks, fucking grocery store aisles were like empty. Yeah, two weeks, and like <laughs> ten years. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, the, my favorite moment, cause I just watched Fury Road to kind of remember so I could speak a little bit more intelligently about it when I referenced it. Um, the best Max moment is him walking into the fog. You see a giant explosion comes back covered in blood with a sack of shit and a boot for Nux. And someone's like, are you okay? You're bleeding. And Furiosa was like, that's not his blood. That's the best Max moment. He's not even yeah. in it. Yeah. It's just the myth of Max. Right. It's, uh, but yeah. Road Warrior, A number one, the Ayatollah of movie <laughs> Rollas. It's right here. Everything is in Road Warrior. You know what? My journey of Road Warrior started bad. When I saw it, the aesthetic of it, the townsfolk with their 80s crimped hair. Yeah, <laughs> it made me choke thinking of it. <laughs> I really didn't like the town. We first get I used, there. Oh, I hate those people. I, I, there. I mean, I, I, I another thing I like about this movie. The, I think the only really pure good person in this movie is the feral kid. Like everyone, I mean, I think the good guys are just as kind of scummy as the bad guys. Yeah, I mean, they both have points. Yeah. So yeah, I like that they have the balls to do that. Right. Most movies, no, these are the clear cut good guys. These are the clear cut bad guys. No, I mean, Humongous has a couple good points about these people and vice versa. Yes, I've. The first. Why do they get to fucking have the guests? Because they were there first? Right. The first two Mad Max movies are fucking amazing at this storytelling where it's like you can put yourself. Somebody wrote this about Toe Cutter and they're like. It, you could do a whole movie about Toe Cutter in the guise of like that two-day span of uh, Mad Max. And you would just see a battle between Toe Cutter and keeping his gang together and everything. And it, obviously, Toe Cutter's a bad guy and you know he's menacing society and everything. But it would still be a really interesting counterculture kind of movie. This one, you, you're being pushed that Lord Humongous is clearly a bad guy. But you're right. It's like... Well, you're allowed to use your imagination. We're not getting spoon-fed. We don't know what Humongous' backstory is. And all the better for it. We all have our own story yeah. about what is... Why does he have this kiss, this Nazi like gun case? Right. What's that? I don't know. And he doesn't explain it. He lets, lets me oh, do it. Every, every small detail has a story. I mean, again, Furiosa, beautiful everything. But there's so much. You don't get that... He's opening a gun case and there's a Wildy and he's like one bullet, you know, he's got like three bullets. Right, because they're it's precious. Yeah, like, I have to think about how what I'm going to shoot with these bullets. Right. It's meanwhile you have the fucking I don't remember what the guy's name was, the Gun King or whatever. He's yeah. blowing off fucking bullets everywhere. Right. Exactly. It just for us, our scale is scarcity. You know, everything, every every end of the shot world you take is important. Yeah. So again, the Furiosa, great movie. Just doesn't great, seem great fantasy movie. It just doesn't seem to really belong in the Mad Max world. 
Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's 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 Mad Max taken too far. Okay, my point, my point of view. I think we've whiplashes people enough with Fury Road not being the better movie. Well, they yeah, you better know it now. Yeah, I mean, I got it. So you. you you said the first time you saw it, the oh, crimp, yeah. crimp tear took you out of it. Yeah, it was the village and everything. Yeah. It was that aesthetic. It, it just kind of pulled me away. Yeah. Like, Max, obviously, you're like, I'd follow that guy to the fucking brink of death. Uh, yeah, but, just like the gyro cap. Yeah. But it's like the townsfolk and everything. You're like, oh, this oh, is kind of weird. Those, I hate these people. Right. They're horrible. Uh, I I saw this movie for the first I did not see this in the theater. I saw it on, like, HBO, like, so I guess a year after it came out. And it wasn't oddly dubbed. It was not for some reason. Well, I mean, Max has sixteen lines in the entire movie. So. Perfect, right? It's just like, like Schwarzenegger. Exactly. Less, Less is lines more. Bad. Yeah. And it's been my favorite movie for over forty years now because I like I like people my age. Luke Skywalker was supposed to be your guy. Yeah. I never related to the, the what we call the white meat baby face. Oh God. Max, I, when I was eight years old, I saw Max. Go, That's me. I relate to this guy so much because Max, at heart, is a good person, but at the same time, he wants nothing to do with people. I, you're, yes. you're draining me. All you want is shit. All, all everyone wants from Max in this movie is him to do shit for them. Right. And so. Obviously, so like, we'll get into those details as we go through this movie. Yeah. So it's like, yes. That's my guy, and he's been my guy. Man, Max, Max is still my favorite movie character of all time. It's over the past forty years, and maybe I even maybe that shows I haven't grown at all as a human being. But I don't care. Yeah, because that's I'm just that's what it is. I it would be fun to do an episode. Where we just kind of figure out characters throughout each year that we really liked. But that's that's a whole tippy tap. Maybe probably yeah, not. That'd f- be a good one with Stewart. Actually, he would probably really enjoy that. Yeah, my two favorite Max and Snake Plissken. But I like Max more because I think there's more humanity. Like Snake Plissken is totally cold blooded. Yeah, I like. To, I would like to think I'm at heart a good person, like Max is. So I always gravitated more toward Max. Yeah, Max is yeah. fucking amazing. Just the yeah. it, Road Warrior is just so fucking good. Right. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, and I just want to say um, we are a comedy show, <laughs> but I'm just gonna. <laughs> This show, this episode might not be that funny. I just want to let you know because I just love this movie so much. Like I, this is the one. Like I get sick of everything except this movie. When the movie's on, this is the one movie I can watch every single. It just never slows down. It's ninety minutes. Ninety minutes. You get a fucking full story. All these colorful characters. The action is incredible in this There's movie. Stuff left your. Hey, all you a bullet fans, fuck you. Road Warrior is the greatest chase scene of all time. Yeah. And we don't even like fucking chase scenes. No. No, that's, that's the... That just shows you the dichotomy of me in that this is my favorite movie, and I don't like fucking car chase movies. Hate cars, hate car chases. <laughs> we know this from 280 episodes of talking about hating, but holy shit, this movie gets it so right. So yeah, right. I mean, George Miller... Might be the greatest director of action of all time. Yeah, I mean yeah. he gets, and this is like I said, it's his second fucking movie. Second movie. He's like a genius. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Trailers are also incredible, Murray. All right, so let's head out to the highway with a little thing called Mad Max Two for all you outside America people. We call it here in America the Road Warrior. 
I remember ruined dreams, chaos, but most of all, the Road Warrior. Gathering will be ours. Just walk away. There it is. Thousands of guns, as much as you want. If anyone's gonna get in there, it's gonna be you. Okay, so who's gonna drive the tanker? You wanna get out of here? You talk to me. You can run, but you can't hide! My life fades. The vision dims. All that remains are memories. I remember a time of chaos, ruined dreams, this wasted land. But most of all, I remember the road warrior, the man we called Max. To understand who he was, you have to go back to another time, when the world was powered by the black fuel, and the desert sprouted great cities of pipe and steel. Gone now, swept away. For reasons long forgotten, two mighty warrior tribes went to war and touched off a blaze which engulfed them all. Without fuel, they were nothing. They'd built a house of straw. The thundering machine sputtered and stopped. Their leaders talked and talked and talked. But nothing could stem the avalanche. Their world crumbled. Cities exploded. A whirlwind of looting. A firestorm of fear. Men began to feed on men. On the roads, it was a white line nightmare. Only those mobile enough to scavenge, brutal enough to pillage, would survive. The gangs took over the highways, ready to wage war for a tank of juice. And in this maelstrom of decay, ordinary men were battered and smashed. Men like Max, the warrior Max. In the roar of an engine, he lost everything. became a shell of a man, a burnt-out, desolate man, a man haunted by the demons of his past, a man who wandered out into the wasteland. And it was here, in this blighted place, that he learned to live again.
All right, that is our voiceover. And you're thinking, is that is that Mel talking to me right now? Was that no. him doing the voiceover? Because we know Max is a man of few words in this movie. and But we- he told you all you needed to know if you didn't see Mad Max first, which I didn't. I saw, which I illustrated in our Mad Max episode for a couple months ago, which you need to go back to listen to. Oh, yeah, you do. Uh, so yeah, that's all I needed. I didn't need. I didn't need to see Mad Max. Yeah. I didn't know Mad Max existed at that time. Yeah, it was because, like I said before the trailer, here in America, it was called Road Warrior. It was not called Mad Max Two. You didn't know there was a. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. So yeah, I I he, they, they explained the world to us. Apparently, um, they don't really they don't say overtly that there was a nuclear war, but there was a nuclear war. Right. Maybe it was like more a surgical strike thing. Like there was like it wasn't total <laughs> nuclear winter, but like certain cities. Because in in uh, Thunderdome, uh, Sydney's devastated, so that got hit by a fire. Oh, nuke. okay. So I mean, I mean, there's only like a handful of cities that really are. I mean, populated in Australia. It's on the coast, like all right. the interior. And then we're taking. And then where we're at is in the interior. So people probably moved in because all the cities were destroyed. Right, and full of radiation. Right. Horrible, you know, mind-bending chemicals. Because, uh, I, and I talked about this guy on the Mad Max episode. He has a YouTube page called the Mad Max Bible. He did shit ton more research than we we're going to fucking <laughs> But at the time, of course, the uh, oil crisis was going on right. before these movies were filmed. And uh, I guess there was heat between Iran and Saudi Arabia. So there's an illusion. They said two giants went to war like... We averted it in real life. Like, they didn't go to war, but the the idea is that they did go to war and the oil was destroyed. Oh, that would make some which sense. Caused, and we, you know, and we, we, which we realized that, you know, we're so dependent on oil, which we've been trying for the past 40 years to get off, but the oil companies won't let us get we've off. We've been trying, quote unquote, we've been trying. You know, so, yeah, I mean, we're still at that, that, that precipice. It could happen still. Right. I mean, it- it's a but story so you can... a handful of men can be billionaires. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Story you can reflect on today. Yeah. Gods, if you will. Zeus, if you will. Zeus! I gotta, so... I gotta let you hear the Zeus I piped in for that. You might you might really enjoy it. <laughs> uh, so we got... So Matt... now we know everything. Yeah, we know everything. We need to know to enjoy this movie. We know the backstory of our main character, who's totally the main character, yes. Max. Literally in the driver's seat. As we speak. Right. And he's in the Interceptor. And I like it. Interceptor looks like shit. It looked looked like a badass car. Because why? Because he's been living for five years. I think it takes like five years after Mad Max. Okay. And and like that's how it would look. It would be rusted out. It would look like shit. Because he doesn't give a fuck about waxing his fucking car in the goddamn apocalypse. He's just like, I use this from get play A to B. It's mo- he fetishized it in the first movie, and yeah. you see how far gone he is now. Yeah. Because that's the whole point of this movie. It's modded out to survival now. Right. It's not about aesthetics. It's right. about surviving. Mad Max is about the breaking of Max. This movie's all about a broken man surviving. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's where is he going? Who the fuck knows? Is a Jack Kerouac poem in motion here. He doesn't... Yeah, he's just existing. That's all he's doing. Right. He doesn't even know why he's going on. Like, why is he? Yeah. So we see he's being chased by our villains, led by Wes, the main henchman, played by Vernon Wells. I actually met Vernon Wells. Yeah, how'd it go? Strange guy. 
Very strange. Yeah, I've met two people from Road Warrior, both at comic book conventions, Vernon Wells and Virginia Hay, who plays the Warrior Woman. Okay. And she was very nice. She, I, I had, you know, there's very little. I don't. I, I guess I got to give props to George Miller. He does not whore out Mad, uh, the Road Warrior. He does not. I, as far as I know, he doesn't own the rights to Mad Max. Oh, okay. But he got the rights back to Thunderdome and Road Warrior by agreeing to not do the movie Contact with Jodie Foster. Like oh. he was going to direct it. And interesting. I've heard conflicting stories. Either that, or he did Happy Feet and they gave him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so he isn't horror. The way it kind of fucking bums me out because I want a super deluxe DVD of the role. It's the most bare bones fucking DVD. It's just we get commentary, audio commentary, and that's it. Dude, I want this is the one movie I want to fucking dive deep in. I know. Like, there's so few movies that I care so much about all the details. Like, right. I love Lynch's movies, but you hear a commentary by Lynch, and this is why I shot this because I liked it. Fuck you. <laughs> Like, that's Lynch, and I love him for <laughs> it. Turned into Dennis Miller. <laughs> Fuck you, babe. <laughs> Come on, yeah. I've got no voices. <laughs> You've got a great Anton Mayer Thank voice. you. Ah! <laughs> oh, I woke Billy up. Just go back to sleep. Go back to sleep. All right, Max driving the Interceptor hard. Right. We actually get to see the fucking Interceptor in this movie. We've got fucking one minute of the Interceptor in Fury right. Road. Yeah, the one thing I will say... The Interceptor takes a back seat in these fucking movies. Like yeah. you were saying Mad Max does? No, but the Interceptor does. The they Interceptor. never give you they give you fucking Interceptor blue balls. First yeah. of all, because the car in real life's not that good a car. The Ford Falcon. Yeah. They said it would actually start <laughs> shaking once it would go above like sixty. <laughs> but it looked cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they used it. And the thing, the uh, blower on the top, that's uh, that's purely cosmetic. Oh, that is, that does nothing in real life. One of my favorite parts from watching Fury Road was when they were literally blowing gas into the right. uh, the receiver, whatever. The, the, the blower. The blower. Yeah. And it's supercharging. Like, <laughs> yeah. again, fantasy. Right. But it's fucking cool. Like, yeah. we, we're in on the fantasy. Right. So, okay. So he's being chased by Wes. Play, oh, I, I get back to Vernon Wells. <laughs> so... There's very little merch. So in the 90s, they made action figures. And of course, I had to buy the whole set. I don't know if I've ever noticed them. They're not the very good. But it was like, I, I got to take what I can they get. They look like they're melted. And <laughs> yeah. And so they made one. Uh, I, I got her, to, uh, Virginia Hay, to sign my action figure. And she did beautiful. Like, it was like a love letter almost. Like, it's my dearest Tim. Like, she really Jesus, went to work on covered yes. the entire thing. And then, uh, so then, I mean, Vernon Wells wasn't a dick to me, but it was like, He's, he is an intimidating guy. Yeah. And so I'm like, hey, I got, I had my Wes figure. I was like, hey, can you sign this? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he sits down, and then he just stares at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm feeling really uncomfortable. I'm like, yeah. Oh, that, and he's like, I'm like, and he's like, well, who do you want me to make it out to? And then I'm like, oh, because he, I mean, he's assumed I was going to know that. I yeah. thought he was just going to sign it. So then he said, he said it to him, then he signed it. And I think he wrote, like, you can run, but you can't hide. You know, he's like lying from this thing. Oh, okay. And then he was cool after that. It was no big deal. It's it, was just, it was just a very awkward moment. I have very bad hearing. And Wes talked, huh? <laughs> I, we fuck you up. Like, it's kind of hard to, yeah. Yeah. So. And so, yeah. So Wes is. Hey, influenced the South Park guys, too. It influences everybody. They worked. They worked. Mungus Wes the makes shit. an a, a, an appearance in the Weird Science, the movie. That's Wes. He comes in as Wes. What? Yeah, him and Michael Berryman, where we talked about last a few days yeah, ago. Yeah, a few days are ago. Are both in the and Weird Science? No shit. 
And so they're chased because they see all that fucking juice in the fucking canisters in the back of the fucking uh, interceptor. Right. They want it. And again, they, they, okay, when I was reading, oh, I'm sorry to do this again. This is why I watched Fury Road. I was reading on it. George Miller wanted to do a chase movie where it was about people instead of like gas or ammo or whatever. Okay. So here we go. They're chasing for gas because what did we just well, say? Well, that explains gas. why there's so much gas and ammo in Fury Road. Because yeah. they're all about the bitches now. Right. Yeah. There's and five hot the bitches. Most precious commodity. There's five hot bitches left in the world, and Morton Joe is hoarding them all to himself. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Much like Epstein. Much like Epstein. So Max is being chased. He's just nonchalantly weaving through all these like cars that are on the road. Yeah, and he uh, runs one of the cars off. And it, and I, I, it's a very diverse group of people that humongous is a coalition of sickos. He has. Yeah, we get the the guys that have like the fucking half masks and the shades. Those are dirty cops. Yeah, so those are all cops. And then you got the fucking. Uh, basically Mohawk guys with Wes, and yeah. then you got the gay boy berserkers who we you know, get mentioned. I didn't even realize it, but there is like some kind of uh, yeah. continuity between. Yeah, the... he's pulling together all these different gangs. Right, he's he's like the Cyrus from the Warriors of this world. Yeah, he's trying to create a coalition of sickos to you know and do his thing. Well, we'll we'll get into Among Us obviously later and how he gets these people together, but we're we're being chased here. Max realizes he's got two people on either side of him. Call back to the Knight Rider sh- scene from Mad Max. Yes, it is. Oh, that's so good. Right. We got, uh, wet, and like like I said, the fucking desperation. Like, nobody has guns. Not even the bad guys. And I love that. Like, there, Wes has a fucking little ass fucking crossbow on his wrist. Yeah. And they all have, and they, all, they either have like crossbows or they have bow and arrows or yeah. they have like little dart gun things. And like think about it, they the one guy shoots out a tire with a dart and then reaches to get it back. <laughs> That's the level of disparity we're at here. They need right. that ammo so bad. He right. reaches to a live fucking tire <laughs> spinning at sixty miles an hour to try to grab his ammo. Right. I love it. I want right. it. So and we get more of that in the, later in the scene because okay so we he, Max is surrounded he's got the dirty cop on one side he's got Wes on his motorcycle with his his bitch yep. the Golden Youth following Golden Youth that's that's his character's name nice Golden Youth and which according to uh, uh, Vernon Wells had his own backstory he's like no 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 they're not a gay couple he was this was this young boy that he found and he <sighs> spared his life and it was like a son to him and like. Vernon, just embrace that you're a gay icon, dude. He I could mean, be out there, Pope of Gay Town today. Right. His two could, most iconic characters, Wes and, and uh, Bennett. Bennett from Commando, right. gay icons, strong masculine <laughs> men that are just gay out here surviving. <laughs> right. Beautiful fucking story. You know, we were bold enough to have gay people be villains back then, and you, we respect them. Right. I mean, he is a, a psychotic villain, but he loves the Golden Youth. That's right. All right. Also, Easter egg for everybody, if you care to go back and watch Cruising, because we know you watch every movie we do, yes, in the cop night, you can see Wes in the background. <laughs> and you, yeah. What bandana color does he have? Oh, boy. Well, he has the red Mohawks, I'm assuming. he's. You know it's red. Uh, for red. a minute, I thought he was the fister. Right. Not the fisty, of course, but the fister. Yeah. He probably goes back and forth. He might. 
So he's getting ready to shoot our boy Max, and just like the Knight Rider did to the cops, he's, Max just slams on the brakes. God, what I didn't even realize that. What a fucking cool, cool callback. So Max, he continues down the road, and there's like a turnover uh, semi-truck. Or no, it wasn't turnover. It was just parked. Yeah. Uh, and so he gets down there, and well, he, he runs the one the cat, dirty cop off the road. Oh the, yeah, he, the, he, there's like there's like a dune buggy, Wes, and the cop, and he makes the the dune buggy and the cop collide. So they're out of the game, right? And Wes has been shot by the arrow that the cop shot at Max. So he pulled the brake. He's at the top of a hill, and he just stops there and watches as Max goes down to the the semi truck down below. Right, because because. As they were driving, Max noticed his fucking fuel gauge is near empty. He turns off the fucking blower. Yeah. So he can't, like, really hit it. Yeah. And he's just so, like... He gets down there, and he immediately starts opening the valves and putting helmets and, like, all kinds right. of anything he can to catch... He gets Scarcity. A, he gets a rag and starts soaking up the gas and squeezing it into a fucking dinner plate. Amazing. Right. Yes, a dinner plate. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Flatter than gas on a plate. Thing. He's so desperate for gas. Wes is still up there. And yes. he's just like, I have to get this fucking gas from this car that I just caused to like uh, crash. Right. Because he's like, I'll risk my fucking life for gas. <laughs> Meanwhile, Wes Speaking is... Speaking of gas, we're both so gassy today. <laughs> Wes is watching. And as he's soaking up here, ah! and he looks back, and Wes is standing there with that fucking arrow in his fucking bicep. And he just rips it out. Has an orgasm almost. Yeah. Vernon Wells can have an orgasm while he's intimidating <laughs> and someone. And what does he do, Griff? He saves the arrow that was shot in his arm, puts it in his little holster on his thigh. The details. When you're doing a movie like this, so like, oh, the pacing is so fucking good. And then he just fucking takes off. He's just like, but he remembers Max. And yeah. He just fucking takes off. So Max is going about the truck. He's right. trying he's, to scavenge anything he's, he's he can off it. He's his hand against the tank to see if there's any gas inside those tanks. Yeah. We get the fucking uh, thing that says, the vermin have inherited the earth. Spray painted on the fucking truck. Beautiful. Uh, you get a little jump scare. Uh, a hand unfurls yeah. itself at him. Yeah, from the, the crash that he caused. So yeah. And then uh, he opens up the passenger side door and a body falls out. Right, a little scare, and then he notices something falls out of the. I think the body was like holding something. Yeah, and it's a little music box, and he plays it, and it's "Happy Birthday," which costs a lot of money to yeah. get the licensing rights. Happy the birthday. the Smith sisters. Half of the fucking budget of this movie went to getting "Happy Birthday." Can you imagine how much money it would have made if he didn't spend it on that? Half as much. Half as much. So Max gets what he needs, Puts and it takes it. Yeah, hey, I might need this. You yeah. know. Oh yeah, of course. You yeah. you collect trinkets in this age. Right. When are you gonna? Uh, well, that, that's your entertainment. It's just playing that music box. You don't have TV. That's right. Unless you're like Terminator, where it's just a fire inside of a fucking TV box. Yeah, your TV is watching the sun rise and set. You get twelve hours, maybe thirteen on a good day. So hops back in the interceptor with the dog. And hauls ass, looking for always on the move, looking for gas. Right, where you kind, I could see someone saying, "Well, it just kind of jumps from scene to scene." It's like, I don't need to watch Max just driving the empty desert for twenty minutes, hour, right. two we days, had 90 minutes. Right. So we cut away. He's pulling up as because uh, he spotted another roadside vehicle. Right. We're scavenging. We're looking for more gas. We're looking for anything we can find. And here is right. a yeah. weird looking vehicle. A gyrocopter. 
which apparently uh, George Miller wrote into the the uh, movie because he they that way the movie company would pay for a helicopter because he wanted helicopter shots, mm. and so he just came up with this cool like little contraption. I like the way they used it. And Max walks up on. He's looking around because he's like, "Why is this sitting out here in the open?" I didn't notice this until I got the laser disc, yes. which makes crystal pristine, clear images. So good. And this plays into the the, the character we're going to meet. There's a picture of a naked woman on yes, one of the there tail is. fins. Yep. Griff, it's not just any naked woman. That's Karen Price, Miss January 1981, Griff. You want to know what her turn-ons are, Griff? I saw something scrawled on your paper. Yes. I was like, oh, it must have been the gaslight. No. Oh, God. Well, we're in the desert, so probably hot fucking sunshine. You're right, Griff. That's one of her turn-ons. <laughs> Along with smiles, great laughs, active people, water, and kissing. And the sun. You're right, Griff. Damn. Turn off. Any idea what her turnoffs are? Oh, well, if she's a big fan of the sun, maybe she's afraid of the dark. No. But she does not like smoking, drinking, negative attitudes, cursing, and lazy people. Well, we don't have a lot of lazy people in this movie. No, we don't, because they have to survive. The mechanic's a little lazy, I think. Yeah. Well, is he? Is you're saying he's not? He's not a paraplegic. He's just being lazy. He doesn't want to use his legs. <laughs> kind of what I'm saying. So he walks up on the chick. He's like, "Hey, there's got to be some juice in that fucking gyrocopter." Of course, in Detroit, uh, of course, if you're you're from Detroit, where we have Greek Town, it's Eurocopter. It is um, Eurocopter. But we'll call it for you non-Greek Town people. We'll call it Gyrocopter. That's right. And so he sees there's a snake on the the uh, gyrocopter. Yeah, and he's getting in rhythm with it. He starts hissing along with it, right. getting syncopated. It. Yeah, and so the snake is just getting entranced by him. A little, uh, little Mad Max cocksmog on a that snake. A little bit. I didn't think it worked on snakes, but here it is. Yeah. He's got a python of his own, apparently. <laughs> so he fucking snatches the snake, and he's holding it up like fucking victory, yeah. and then all of a sudden from the ground jumps. If you want one criticism, awful rubber snake. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, it okay. It's an awful rubber snake. And then all of a sudden, up out of the ground pops up a new character, the gyro captain, who's looking pretty good. Green Arlies, like, is he wearing like, like, uh, um... they look like early Crocs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got Crocs and like long underwear. He's got a, some crazy fashion sense going on. Yeah. And he's got the fucking World War One fighter ace kind of headgear going on. He's got like a fucking metal plate that like fans out, yeah, like you know, wings or something. Very cool. And he's got a fucking crossbow because nobody has fucking, this is in America where everyone has 12 guns. That's a good point. If only this took place in America, there would be so many guns. Right. And he's just like, you know, I, you know, this is a trap he laid for, you know, right? Because he's he's, uh, you know, obviously a beta, so he's got to like, he can't just come out and take what he wants. He's got to right. lay traps, right? So he's like, oh, you know, yeah, I've never seen a man grab a snake like that before. You got agility. I see how you've made it so long out here. Right. He's like sizing Max up. He's impressed because he obviously sees. Max is a total alpha, so he's, he can, he's like sizing him up. It's doing the Seagal thing. He yeah. is complimenting our guy for the uh, audience to tell us, like, Max is the greatest badass of all time. Right. He got had by this guy. So, he, you know, he's going to be 
Well, I love that interceptor. Last of the V8s, of course. <laughs> and, you know, he's like, good luck with it. Booby trapped. <laughs> right. These are some of the few lines that Max actually says in this movie. Yeah, he's, uh, Does he even say booby trap? He just throws. No, yeah, no, he goes, booby trap. And then he's like, he's like, oh, I don't believe you. Let's go. He's like, he's like, well, you can uh, deactivate it, can't you? And like Max just goes, he's got, he's got the fucking practically the arrow right at Max's back of his head. I'm surprised, uh, like you can even like, I talked about some of the things I hated about Fury Road. There's not a lot of hate about this movie, especially after this last watching. There's some things I'm like, yeah, but all the Cockney he did in here, the peasy wheezies. <laughs> Oh, the Tonky Wonkies. You're looking for Tonky Wonky. I'm looking for Tonky Wonky. <laughs> like, Gyro was a lot. He's a comic relief character. Yeah, I mean, he I is. a little, like, levity. And yeah. I love it because he gets he gets slapped around. He's a stooge. Yeah. Perfect. So he's got his long scarf, too. I forgot to mention that. That's right. And so Max goes down to deactivate the bomb. Of course, he's got a knife hidden on there, there, which is a uh, which is a fucking little detail. I love they put it in every Mad Max movie. And just as so he's good. about to unsheath that knife, Jericho Captain, he's been around. He's like, hey, a guy, a smart guy like you, probably have something underneath. A little knifey wifey. And he just he's like, I'd hate to have to pin your head right next, right into your fucking interceptor. Yeah. So Max is like, it's all set, man. It's all set. He puts doesn't even doesn't even say a word. I sh- but podcast we can't say nothing. He just resheaths the knife. Yep. Gets up and then just like fucking walks away. Like he's gonna leave. Yeah. He takes it. He doesn't walk slowly. He just takes that at a brisk pace and yeah. like walks around the front. Well, of the he car? sized up the Jarrow Captain. Oh he's yeah. Like this guy's a chomp. Oh I don't yeah. Know. I have to, he's not gonna do anything. He heard his crossbow shaking. Right. Maybe he heard the piss at the ground. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. Where do you think y'all going, Mike? He gets Gyro all startled, and so Gyro loses his concentration. He walks right by the driver's side door, and then dog lunges on him. As soon as dog jumps out, there's Max with his knife. Pulls up, pins the guy down. He's ready to fucking slash uh, Gyro's throat. Gasoline! The refinery! Ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. I got plenty of gas and a gun like I couldn't get in, but a man like you, man who's got skills, agility, you could get the gas. Ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. All right, tell me what's hot. No. No, he goes, crap, you're full of shit. No, 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 I swear. I'll show you. You can't kill me. I'll show you. Yeah, he's like, he's, where's it at? You kill me and you never find out. So then we get this great fucking scene where Max has him tied up in his car. So good. The shotgun, like, set up. The dog's, there's a dog's got a fucking rubber bone with the wire connected to the trigger. Right. We get the shot of uh, Euro, Gyro, looking out the window. He sees, like, a bunny skittering about. And then he looks back at the dog because he's like, oh, my God, the dog's going to notice the bunny and turn because that's how taut the string right. is. And Max is just like smiling to himself, and this, they drive off, and then we come up upon the uh, the compound. I mean, at at its essence, Road Warrior is it's Cowboys and Indians movie. It's a fort being attacked by Indians because yes. they got the war paint and the Mohawks. So that's what it is. That you know, it's it's essence is a it's a western. Okay. And I mean, and like Max is like the fucking man with no name, basically, like Clint Eastwood character. Okay. And so they they find this kind of like rock formation that looks down upon this compound. Okay, apparently in the novelization, 
we learned that and because i mean i guess were you able to get that novelization no okay. i've never even seen it i've heard about it yeah i've never even seen like you know a picture of it yeah yeah I, who knows maybe much, much like max it just exists in my memory that's right okay so they they could I mean, because you would think a refinery, there'd be buildings. This is just like a tent city. It's like weird, you know. It, it, it is weird, but I mean, driving down in Texas, that's the kind of shit you see. It's just like I mean, there's random. An, there's an oil derrick and it's pumping the oil. Even but when I was like, in New Zealand, you saw that kind of shit just randomly, like a little derrick. Yeah, but I mean, I can I can understand they'd have a derrick that's pulling up the oil, but then how do you refine? I don't know how you refine oh. gas, turn it into gasoline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a process. I would believe there'd be billing, but this is like, I mean. Obviously, they're going to blow this place up. Spoiler alert. So it's kind of like, I'm sure they were like, give the illusion that there's like this is like a city or hey, whatever, a fort. You brought it up. This is Conan and the giant cog in the middle of nothing. Right. You know, it's it's there. You're like, oh, yeah, it's definitely doing something. It looks good. It fits the part. They built a little fucking fort around it. Right. It all makes sense. Well, they didn't, like, they didn't have the budget. to. I'm saying like they probably didn't have the budget, obviously, to make. What would be a real like oil refinery? Yeah, yeah. But so, you get but, it. But yeah, yeah, they give you enough. Yeah. Then in your head, you you know, gasoline. All you need is the fucking oil, Derek Pump, and you go, okay, yeah. that's. We yeah. know gasoline is a uh, you know a premium quality. We saw a right. fucking fight break out over They've it. They got different grades. They got the fucking shit that nobody gets. Who gets the fucking high grade? <laughs> I know you need a high grade for a V eight fucking interceptor. <laughs> you do. And, yeah, and Max smells it in the air. He's like, that's V eight. So apparently, according to the novel, Papagallo, who's the leader of this group, he was the CEO of the Seven Sisters Petroleum Company, which is, so he knew where this oil derrick was. So the thing is, he brought these people to this place. So okay. he knew where they could get gas. That makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. apparently, it's a joke, the Seven Sisters Petroleum, because there's seven countries in OPEC, and oh. it's kind of a conspiracy theory, which I don't think it's conspiracy theory, because I totally believe, why would you get together as oil-producing countries and not collude to, make, uh, to raise prices. I yeah. Mean, that's what you do. For real. So, yeah. So that's basically... They don't tell you that in the movie, but apparently in the novelization, they kind of throw that in there. That's so, interesting. So, okay. So they're watching it, and we're seeing all the fucking humongous gang just driving around, trying desperately to get into this compound. We got the good guys with their bone arrows and their flamethrowers and shit. Right. This is like kind of like a... A little game of footsie here, you know. They're just inching along, just daring them. Like we could, we could enter at any time. We could enter at any time. You finally see the leader, the Lord Humongous. He's directing traffic, basically. Like, gay boy berserkers, you go there and you, you do that. And he's talking to Wes and shit. Yeah. So you see, like, and you would go, oh my god, that's the guy from the beginning of the movie. He's working for this guy, right? You know? And again, Max doesn't really do a whole lot of narrating or talking or anything. So you got uh, Gyro kind of explaining, like. Yeah, the Chonka Wonkas are going day and night down there. You see, you got, you know, I've been watching this for several days. And I, I don't know how to get in there, but these guys just showed up a few days ago, and they're just circling. They're, right. they're not going to go anywhere. But they're a man like you, you could get in there. And then he's like, well... I did what I asked of me. Can you? Because he's got like he's got shackles on Gyro. Yeah, he's like, arms and legs. He's like, can you let me out? He's like, the deal was I wouldn't kill you. Fuck you. I I love how just what asshole he is to the Gyro. Gyro captain at the end of the day is a good fucking dude, and he just treats him like shit through the entire fucking movie. Yeah. Because he's, he's so the guy's like okay. So then he chains him to like like a piece of wood and just like leaves him there. Right. 
and then he just starts to surveil because that's what Max does. He yep. observes. He's got the binoculars out. You got the fucking hot sun just bearing right down on him. He covers the interceptor, everybody. I know you're saying, oh, the sun would shine <laughs> off the shit. No, he covers the interceptor. Right. He blind. He like he puts a little visor over the fucking binoculars so no sun's gonna reflect off. No one's gonna notice them up there. It's right. brilliant. Right. Uh, so he's up there. It's getting hot. The the boys fall asleep. The dog and Gyro they fall asleep. And Max gets out the wrench. He starts tearing into a can of, what's it called? Dinky dye. Dinky. Which apparently means like genuine or something in Australian slang or something. Oh, okay, okay. And once again, how great this fucking movie is. Because he's eating fucking dog food. Yeah. Like it's not like, it's not walking dead. Hey, I found, I found. Oh, uh, like a penicillin that still is good after 10 years, yeah. you know? It's just like, no, he's doing what he can do to survive. And he's loving it, too. No, he's hating it. He's almost vomiting. He does that nice scene where he's like, he's trying to force it down. Oh, his... really? Yeah. Oh, wow. There's, yeah, because he's like, and he's just like, because it's fucking dog food. It's, it's old dog food at that. It's just Mel fighting back saying something racist. <laughs> so, is he... Look he, at that, everybody. I don't like Mel Gibson, but I can still love this movie. Hey, he's Mad Max. He gets a pass from me. <laughs> but so, and then the fucking, <laughs> the fucking jerky pulls a wooden spoon he's got out of his trench coat. Like he's like, mm, yeah, yeah I can't wait. This. And then Max like throws it towards him and the dog. Yeah. No, it's for the dog. Yeah. So fucking dog gets the his fill <laughs> of the dog food. Even he's struggling to get it down. <laughs> Jumping the jerk captain goes for it. The dog's like, fuck no, motherfucker. Right. You're taking my dog food. Uh, so a, a little bit later, we see like nightfall, and uh, Gyro does get. Yeah, he's scraping the scraps out of the bottom with of the his bird. finger, Ron DeSantis pudding <laughs> style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ron DeSantis is the Gyro captain of Florida. Yeah. <laughs> It's where Except without the charm. We're talking about influences. Slightly you, better teeth. Where do another you, thing, I love Jero Captain rotten teeth. Why does yes. everyone have pearly white teeth in post-apocalyptic movies? Even when you're watching, uh, what's it called, Fury Road, people had gnarly fucking teeth in that. And so, yeah, so it's like, yeah, you got to eat what you can get. You know? Right. So. Okay, so morning comes around, and they're all sleeping hard here and uh dog wakes up first because there's vehicles leaving the little encampment right so something's going and max sees his chance like maybe i can sneak in while these people are taking off because these people are looking for a rig to carry this giant tanker of oil so they can get the fuck they can find paradise two thousand miles away on the coast all right which is funny that they revisited that idea in fury road Max has been down that road. They show him paradise in a little while here. They're like, look, paradise. And he's like, you're fucking stupid as hell. Whereas in Fury Road. Well, you, that's the, I think that's the thing. You got to have hope. I mean, that's yeah. what, Max has no hope. Yeah. But you know? just the fact that Max, I guess he realized like he has nowhere else to go. So he just went along with the ride. But I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, two cars leave. And so they just watch. And he's got his binoculars out. He's watching one car head that way, one car head that way. You see Humongous like sending out troops, like you, see, you know, ten people this way, ten people that way. Right. Because his encampment isn't surrounding like Humongous's camp isn't surrounding the whole little uh, Derrick town. Yeah. It, it's just like in the one corner. So they figure, you know, they'll just follow after the two cars. Right. They all set out, 
And then Max is watching those two cars, and then he hears, like, a third car starting up. And he looks back at the town, and they yeah. sound about a car in the opposite direction. Right, so the two cars were decoys. This was the real car that's going to be looking for uh, something to carry that, that rig. So Max sees his chance. Sees a chance, and they think they're they're scot free, but no. Wes spots that fucking car. Knock. They chases after it with a couple of his goons. They cause the car to crash, and then uh, so Max is still watching. We see that the gyro captain has what do they call it? It's not a periscope. What is that long fucking telescope that uh that the gyro captain has? And he's and then Max sees that he's got like a better fucking thing. So he just grabs the fucking telescope from him, starts looking. I love the gag work in this fucking movie. Yeah. Again, it's just like it's not super slapsticky. We're so they didn't do any slapstick in Fury Fury Road. No. So I'm not trying to say that. I'm just so used to modern movies. Whenever they give you something, it's full on Three Stooges level. Look at this fucking idiot. Max is never silly. That's the point. Yeah. Like we, he constant. Gyro Captain is the comic relief. Yes. That's his job. Max I'm is fine with it. I'm not fine. Like if Max was like shooting off quips, like every fucking movie nowadays, I'd be infuriated. I'd be infuriated of this fucking movie. Think about this. In ten years. We're going to lose George Miller before he puts out a beautiful deluxe Road Warrior commentary, artwork, every little fucking note he's never going to happen. He's never going to be able to do that because he's going to pass. I'm sorry, George. I love you. Um, We're going to get a rebirth of Mad Max without George Miller. And you know who's going to be Max. Not Tom Hardy, who's great as Mad Max and actually needs to be the star of the movie. Chris Pine. Nope. Chris Pratt. (laughs) One of the Chris's of the apocalypse. For one of the four Chris's. It would be Chris Pratt, and he would be doing Star-Lord the whole and time. And it would be written by AI. <laughs> Bet on that. And on that. for some reason, it would have his 80s volume tape mix, volume four, whatever Guardian of the Galaxy mix uh, we're on. Okay, you know what? Fuck those mixtapes. They suck. Listen. James Gunn, you have shitty taste in music. Dude, I'm like, my, Google Feed thinks that I love Marvel <laughs> movies, apparently, because they send me a James Gunn article, like three of them a day. That's all I get on my browser is fucking James Gunn J- shit. What the fuck, Google? I must have hit one fucking story on a comic book movie, and that's all I get. I know. It's so annoying how Google's brain thinks. All right, so Wes stops the, the, the truck, and like <gasps> he's just like, all right, I'm ready to go. Unfortunately, there was a woman in the in the car, so we've got these are sick individuals. They're bu- brutal savages. They're right. doing what brutal savages do. We see it happen. Gyro's being the creep, you know. He he's basically playing the role of uh, what's his name in Body Double. So he hears yeah. the do 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 as he's watching, you know, a tragic mishappen hit. Well, no, not mishappen. Tragic act of violence happen. He's like, oh, I remember lingerie. <laughs> Uh yeah. Well, we see one character who, for some reason, gets a name who has like two lines. Nathan. He Nathan. (laughs) Wes just pins him with the arrows to the tire of their car. Oh, in there again, brutalism. And then, meanwhile, like we pointed out, Wes is gay, so he has no interest in the woman at all. He just like says some orders to one of the Mohawk warriors and takes off. This is almost kind of a playback to uh, Mad Max as well, because remember, Toe Cutter's gang shows up. They wreck that car. They destroy the dude. They're having their way with the lady, you know, and every, yeah. and the one guy stays behind. Right. 
And so the guy rapes the woman, and then when he's done with Johnny her, Boy, was yeah, that his name? Yeah, it was yeah. John, Johnny the Boy. I'm sorry. And and then he's done with her, so he just pulls out the, the crossbow and shoots the woman. That that's too far for fucking Gyro. He likes some he likes some kinky shit. Yeah, but he's he's like holy shit. That's like, a bridge I mean, too far. Yeah, for right. real. And so Max, like, here's my chance. Everybody's gone, so he goes down. We see he, he's just got one guy to you know to deal with. Yeah, and we've seen Max deal with one guy. No problem. Right. He's got he's got some bolt cutters in his hand. The Fetch guy's just the bolt cutters adjusting his loincloth. I don't know what the fuck he's, he's like sitting on the ground doing something. I love the face this guy makes because Max just kind of creeps up on him. And he turns and he's got a shitty goatee, so you know he's a fucking cretin. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's trying to like go, hey, what's happening, buddy? As the, he's going for his crossbow. Well, yeah, he doesn't even reach for his crossbow first. He like looks up and he's got kind of that smirk. The sun's in his eyes, so he's kind of wincing a little bit. And he's just like, hey, what's going on? Thinking it's one of his boys or something. And he sees it's Max, and then he lunges, and that's when Max steps on his fucking right. hand. And it hits him across the head with the bolt cut. <laughs> Don't want that. And then he goes up to the Nathan guys. Like, look, he's like. The continuity of bolt cutters in the Mad Max world, very real. It's in okay. the first. It's in all the original three, and it's a plays a big role in Fury Road. Mm. Sorry. So Max is like, he's like, oh, thank you. And Max is like, I'm not interested. I just want gas. If I bring you back, will I get gas? Whatever you want. Yeah, I can do that. What was his goal? He needed a ticket into the fucking town mining oil right there. Right. And he's got it. Yeah, He's going to save this dude. Right. He's just like, I need to fill up. I need to keep moving. Yeah. Not, I have no interest in you people at all. You clearly. Oh, sorry. You have gas. Yeah, you have an abundance of gas. I'm going to come in. I'm going to get my fill. Got to go. And this guy's obviously desperate. He's dying. So he's like, yeah, whatever you want. I'll, you know, just get me back to that compound. Right. So we got the scene where he's got the bolt cutter. Because the guy's pinned to a fucking the wheel of his car. We get the nice Brian May. Bam. Bam. He hits the like, musical notes as he's cutting the bolts. Yeah. Cutting the arrows. Right. I mean, the movie is so quiet. And so you got to kind of have like that little filler ambient music in there. Well, yeah. The music. And we, I think we pointed it out in Mad Max too. It's very overpowering, but it fits this movie. Yeah, because like, we we learned that from Beyond Thunderdome, which had a traditional movie score, which there's something missing. It yeah, just, yeah. It was, it was, this this is this hammering kind of uh, music. It works. So he puts a guy in the car, drives up to the thing. And people are obviously wary. They see a guy in black leather. He looks like all the other people. So they're like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" I just want to say it's like. You know, we've had three main scenes now, four main scenes now, if you include the scouting. Tension is the main element of every one of them. That's why you have that music. That's why you have the big Brian May score hits, you know, when he's, like, doing action. Because every scene, you don't know. He doesn't have a whole lot. If he gets jumped, he could just be completely fucked at one moment. The people could be bearing down on him in their vehicles, and then he's fucked. There's... He's surrounded in a sea of getting fucked, and you get that in this movie. Oh. You don't get it so much in Fury Road. Right. I'm sorry to keep comparing it to that, <laughs> but that's what we have to do here. Right. I mean, you get is how fucking dangerous this world is. Yes. Like, you could die at any minute. Right. 
And so, yeah, he's like, he takes his gun belt off. He's like, look, you know, I got this guy. Right. He's carrying the guy on his shoulder, gun belt on the other one. He's got wrench. Oh, just look at his utility belt. I could just stare at that for nine hours. Right. So we this is where we see the warrior woman for the first time. That's her name, just warrior woman. She doesn't get a name. She, I agree with you, bad crimped hair, crazy eyebrows. That wasn't, that was even Gyro's interest later. <laughs> she's got like the weird fucking. She's got like a rope. It looks like a rope. Yeah, her head. it's. Hey, they're living off the land too. Guys, you know? I'm sorry if you're listening. If you're watching Road Warrior for the first time, if you first of all, what the fuck's wrong with you? If you're I mean, based Road on Warrior our audience, <laughs> how are you watching this for the first time? But well, except, you are through our words, you are watching it for the first time. That's a good time. point. Because we're pointing things out you probably never picked up on. But you definitely just have to kind of go along with this because, man, I have certainly learned to appreciate this town. I still hate right. the women's hairs. I hate everybody in this town. We'll learn as we go along. We'll, why. Get, we'll get there. Yeah. But yeah, and we see they're all wearing white. It's it's the bad guys wear black. The good, like I said, it's like a western, like an old fashioned western. And we we see the warrior woman. We see the mechanic who's like a paraplegic. We allegedly, or he's just lazy, like Riff said. I don't know. Uh, yeah, who knows? We see the leader, Papagallo, <laughs> one of the For few kids. people that's worthy enough to have a name in this movie. Right. He's got stupid, like wavy blonde hair. Blonde hair. And he, where the Max is brought in, they're like disgusted by this because they just think he's just one of these marauders. Just like he's, they think he's one of the gang. Maybe he's trying to like sneak in and get right. info. But uh, you didn't mention it, and it's like we know Feral Boy. He well, we don't know Feral Boy at all at this no. point, right? We do see him as he's driving up. We see him because he's got this little network like groundhog like tunnels everywhere. And he, like, looks out there, and he's curious about what right. he's seeing. He actually follows behind Max. Yeah. Yeah. And Pharaoh Boy, he's got a whiff of things. So he smells Max, and he's like, this guy's good. Right. So he's following right behind him. He's like, I want to know this man. Right. This is like, it's just like, finally, because fucking the biggest alpha in this compound is Feral Child. Yeah. <laughs> so he <laughs> yes. finally, it's like, game recognizes game. Like, somebody's on my level. I agree with this. 100%. Right. Well, that's the, that's the thing. As if you if you've listened to my show, you know I hate children. Yeah. In movies and in real life. Yeah. Fucking love the feral kid. You he's a, love he, him? He's a fucking baller, dude. He's really cool. He's cool. He's got... He, you know what? I feel like he has baby uh, Jim Dandy energy. <laughs> Giant fur boots, fur <laughs> pelt, no shirt. I, I mean, when this kid grows up, he's going to play a washboard and he's going to be hot Once and nasty. Again, has a metal boomerang. How did he get this? Did he make it? I don't know. It's up to me to decide. George Miller said, let you figure out his origin story. I just love when he emerges from that hole. You see him with the boomerang. You've got the sunlight, you know, glinting Looking off Looking like Chaka from Land of the Lost. It's fucking amazing. And then he's got that giant, gnarly, like, hawker's glove. You're like, <laughs> oh, shit. Is this kid, like, keeping a falcon or something? What's going on here? And it's you're going to learn yeah, very quickly if right. you pay attention to that detail. Right. So they they, so good. they grab Nathan, they're working on him. Some guy who looks like Christopher Cross with like fucking cold sore on his lip, like stumbles up. There was a woman there. Yeah, he's like he's yeah. creepy as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, how is he, how did he get this woman? What was up with she you know, this guy's the creepiest guy in the fucking compound. Oh, hundred percent. Balding, cold sores. I want to stay away from this guy. Right, right. What? What? How did he get those in this world? How? Can, you know why? Because he looks like Christopher Cross. And he has a beautiful voice like Christopher Cross. He's singing, sailing, take me away. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so Max is like, nonchalantly, yeah, she didn't make it. You know, he's like, oh, what? And then, you know, Warrior Woman doesn't trust Max at all. He's fucking scum. 
And then Papagallo's like, so, like, you know, what do you want? He's like, hey, we made a deal. I get him here. He gives me the fucking juice. And then they, they, they scream out, oh, my God, he died. He's like, well, I guess your deal died with him, buddy. That's right. Papagallo, you know what? You're kind of... I- it's hard to take anybody at their word, obviously, in this time and age. Yeah, you can't. You're surrounded by savages. Like, you don't know who's good, who's bad. You don't know how to size anybody up. He brought you back a guy that he might have harmed himself. You don't know any better. No one in the town saw it. So it's like, how do I just take this guy at his word? Right. It, it makes sense. Like, so, you get it on both sides. So not only do they handcuff Max, they're going to take his car. And the guy, the, the mechanic, he's like... Last of the V8 interceptors. Shame to blow it up. Pulls out the bomb that Max has. That's right. And it's like, damn, they're going to take his shit. They've even figured out his fucking traps. They know his games. They know it all. So as they're t- trying to figure out what to do with Max, we hear the fucking gang coming back, the Marauders. Dun, 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 they're, dun. Not, they're not alone. They got all the people that tried all the decoys strapped to the hoods of their cars. Right. Uh, Humongous has this contraption where he's got the two of the guys tied to the fucking front. It's like the the if you're familiar with uh, football practice, like the sleds that they use for the blockers to rush into. Who knew that the in future Australia they really love American football because they got the fucking shoulder pads, they got the fucking you know the pads like you said. I mean, if you know anything about rugby, like I do, after watching one rugby game live in my lifetime. Uh, when they practice, they just tackle trees. So you don't have this equipment. Right. They literally just go into the woods and tackle trees because they're that brutal. So yeah, so they just handcuff Max to like some like pipe or something to keep him out of because they got to deal with this new fucking situation. So now we see we finally get to hear from the Lord Humongous. But before that, Mer- his- Mer- you helped me with this one. I didn't realize he had a name until later. Yes, we we see his hype man, Toadie. Oh, he, Tony looks amazing, too. Yeah. He, he looks, really shows up looking like an announcer. He looks like a skunk. He's yeah. got, like, the, the sunglasses, one eye, like, blocked out. He's got, like, a Napoleon hat on, too. But it's made out of, like, fucking muskrat fur or some yeah. shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, you can tell this guy is just desperately trying to survive. He's the fucking punching bag of his entire gang. What? He's old. He looks withered and everything. He's probably an accountant in the before time. Uh, right. So it's like, what is his, like, we could do nine <laughs> hours on what is the value of everybody in this gang who right. doesn't just appear to be muscle. Right. Fucking talking about golden hair or whatever you call them. Right, the golden youth. The golden youth. It's just like, what is his value other than he's the prize of Wes's life? That's his value, yeah. Because everybody has to have some kind of value or you're gone. Right. So, so this, this guy apparently had something that Humongous He liked. makes Humongous laugh, probably, because like, they probably just pick on this guy all the time. Humongous has a hard time laughing, so that would be very valuable. Exactly. And he's, he, he's a hype man. That's his job. So it was like, ladies and gentlemen, the warrior of the wasteland, the Ayatollah of rock and Rolla. And then fucking Humongous got his fucking PA system set up. Beautiful. Oh. God. And so, you know, okay, we're this is where we were in the realm of fantasy. We're like, unless this guy found a big cachet of protein bars, I don't know how he's maintaining his physique. Yeah. I bet Joe Coleman could tell us. Joe Coleman definitely could. But he's totally ripped, got the S&M gears, got the fucking hockey mask. Maybe he found, like, those uh, tactical military, um, like, MREs rations and everything, or, yeah. you know? Maybe he found some of that shit. 
I don't know, but he's, he's looking good. Yeah, he's looking fucking great. And so, I mean, Wes is looking pretty good too. Yeah, he's not as ripped, no. but he's still got the size and he's got a little bit of cut to him. Right, humongous, played by a Swedish bodybuilder, and he, uh, like we said, he's basically the prototype for Jason. He's got the fucking yeah. wispy like hair. Yeah, you know, Jason some, has the wispy hair too. Something's happened to him. We we were saying he imitated the mask. You're right. He also imitated the yeah, wispy hair. All of it. And the gnarly Total head. ripoff. Yeah. Except Humongous is 100 times cooler. Oh, my God, yeah. So, because here's the thing. Most people, because he, he just got a wrestling promo. So you're, you're expecting him to go, let me tell you something. No. Humongous is totally soft-spoken, always chooses his words correctly. I talked about how the first time I watched this, I was like, I was weird about the villagers. But there's something about that dude, that mask, that physique. Talking like Humongous does, where you you're just like, wait, what? And he's just like, I'm so disappointed you made me unleash my dogs of war because he just wants to. Like, he's like, I don't want to kill you guys. I just want the gas. Yeah. He's like, you sit in there and you hold your gas. You don't share it with anyone. He has a kind of a good point, right? Why? Why do they get the gas? Huh? I don't know because they're first finders keepers, right? And think about this. It's like the town. If they're so keen on just surviving in this little encampment, what are they get? They're gonna take some gas and then they're probably gonna leave. Like you don't. You, I mean, maybe they'll just come kill you. But still, of course it's like they are. that's what they're gonna do. But yeah. he's like he's playing devil's advocate, right? So you could just think like, well, we can get we can work out a barter where we give them some gas and they leave our encampment right. alone because it's like, is it about your life? Is it or is it about owning some kind of commodity? Right. And I'm stuck. Like, is this like a one percent versus ninety nine percent scenario? It could be because I mean, Papagallo was a CEO according to the novelization. Right. Uh, that's what I'm trying to say. Is Papagallo is like so he believes Papagallo believes he has a right to this because of his sta- standard in the previous world. Maybe, but what I'm also trying to say is that if he controls the oil, he controls a lot of things. Yes, of course. Yeah. You're so right. it's a it's obviously a huge commodity even in the desert wasteland of the world that we live in. Right. And Road Warrior. So he's just like... <laughs> Not today. He's like, you sent out people looking for a rig to carry all that tanker of juice. What a puny plan. And then we see our boy Feral Child like, pull out one of his groundhog holes. Yeah. And he's like, he says fucking he's like i've had enough of this shit like you guys are pussies like he can't say uh, he's a feral child he doesn't know how to speak yeah he's 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 literally an animal he speaks in gnarls right because he's never learned been taught how to speak again who knows how long he's been living on his own you you, you've all of uh of course seen this movie so you know that he was narrating the opening scene (laughs) right and he tells us at the end of the movie <laughs> i became the leader of the town and he's speaking like goddamn you know christopher lee all of a sudden he's got this great voice <laughs> where right. did you learn it did he get a tape deck no they taught him oh they taught him because because he oh adam ant taught him at this point he's living he's being living the life he has to live to survive right he isn't he has time to learn about shit. No, of he's course just not. surviving. He's wearing fucking the skins of animals. He probably killed himself with his fucking boomerang. Right. So he steps out. And he's like, I mean, he's not saying anything, but with his eyes, he's saying a lot. Because yeah. we can read eyes. Right. And he's like, I've had it up to here with this shit. I'm going to finally take care of this motherfucker. So he fucking hurls his fucking boomerang at him. 
George Miller did a good job because how do you how on a camera back then do you do like a boomerang going toward? And so I love how they're embracing their Australian roots. They're like, look, yeah. you know, we're not trying to make a movie for America. This is our culture, right? All right. So he just throws it, and then he just comes. But he he's just like showing people what he, what he knows. He throws yeah. it, and then he just catches it because he was his falcon ear fucking thing. You said. I I got a connection too that I'm gonna I I need to talk about. So remember when he catches it, he doesn't just catch it. There's so much force coming back at him. He does a backflip too. Okay, just put that in your mind for later. Okay, let's see if I remember it. <laughs> let's see if he I does remember. do a backflip. I don't know if it's at this point, but he does do a backflip. I thought it was here, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. We'll move because, on. and then he's just showing the, his skills, right? And Wes, of course, is just like. Wes, feeling a little intimidated, has to show his skills. Yeah. So a rabbit's rocking by. He just, with his fucking hand crossbow, hits a rabbit, showing yeah. out. He's like, I can do shit. Right. And then it's like, it's almost like they're challenging each other. It was. It was almost like the two of them are locking eyes, and they were both feral childs. Because we know how Wes talks. Huh? I'll kill you. So Wes is very far from the feral life either. And then we see those guys that are strapped to the front of Humongous's truck. Did you recognize one of the guys? No, I did not. The guy, the mentally challenged guy from Mad Max, it's a different character, same actor, is the guy with the fucking Amish beard like, yeah. and the shaved head. That's the same actor. Nice. And he's like, don't give him anything. And fucking Wes is getting irritated by right. this. So he just comes up, headbutts the guy, crushes his skull. Yeah. And then fucking goes back to let let fucking humongous finish yep. his speech, standing his ground. Uh, humongous. Oh my god, there's supposed to be a federal law that the de- our conservatives are trying to pass to have stand your ground laws everywhere. Oh, that won't that won't be bad at all. That won't be bad at all. We haven't had horrible murders we based on stand your ground recently. Yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry. So, all right, he upped the ante. He fucking killed the rabbit. So now feral kids got to do his shit. So yeah. he just hurls it at fucking Wes. Wes. Dives out of the way. Of course, of course he did. Or of course he does. He's got the agility for days. Golden Youth not paying attention. Right. Chunk right in his fucking Golden head. Youth's got to be high on something. Because <laughs> yeah. his stare. Amyl nitrate poppers. Thank you, <laughs> Murray. Uh. And boom, goes slices right in the head. At fucking Wes loses his shit. Because right. this is his son, as, as Vernon Wells would say. We say gay lover. Vernon Wells loses his shit and he's just like no no we go in and we kill them I like fucking humongous is like you're fucking with my speech here has to put him in a chokehold yeah cause he jumped up he was yeah. doing the PA system yeah. <laughs> and he was trying to get the mic away from humongous humongous not losing his cool he's but, still talking yeah before, I mean, before he flips out he grabs the fucking boomerang and hurls it at Farrell. Oh, Chuck. yeah, yeah. You got to remember that. Yeah, because yeah, this is a classic scene. Because yeah. now Toadie's like, this is my end. They're going to love me for this. Yep. I'm going to catch that boomerang. I'm going to look so cool doing it. You're right. He's totally a suck up because he <laughs> yeah. is probably, he is gyro eating the three fingers of dog <laughs> oh, yeah. food afterwards. Exactly. After He's... somebody jizzed in the jar and shit, you know? <laughs> right. It's like he is the bottom, bottom, yeah. bottom of the totem yeah. pole. And so it's like, Lord Humongous, I'll grab the boomerang for you. I love this, too, because while he's chasing to catch the boomerang, you get a cut of Lord Humongous, and he is shaking his head. (laughs) 
Right. He knows everything bad is about to happen. Right. And so, of course, we all know this scene. He goes to grab it. Fingers get chopped off because he doesn't have the fucking glove. Yep. Beautiful shot. You don't even t- you don't even see his fingers turn into hot and dogs. And the always sympathetic gang, what do they do? They start laughing at him. Of course they do. And he's like, silence! Silence! There's been enough of this. And again, like we were trying to say, well, getting into saying, because we're just too excited, everybody. We're so fucking excited. Wes jumps up. He's trying to get in there. He's trying to take over the PA. He's trying to do the wrestling promo. <laughs> I'll kill you. I'll fuck you up. Uh, and that's when Among Us, again, calm. You hear him talking. Calm, my dog of war. Calm. We've all lost someone we loved. And he, he basically explains to Wes, like, yeah, I'm gonna. When we get the when they let us in, we're gonna kill everybody. He's like, "You get your revenge, but we gotta get the gas first. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So we know, like, he he's not. We learn Humongous is not gonna honor any deal. He right. just wants to sweet talk his way into that compound. So so there's no there's no both siding siding this. They they're brutal. They're savage. They're trying to survive, and they're going to take out any threat to their survival. So Humongous leaves them with this one proposition: if you leave and leave the gas, I'll spare your life. One, just walk away. Just walk away. Just walk away, and you will survive. Meanwhile, we know he just told Wes that's bullshit. They're yeah. going to kill everybody no matter what. And then he's like, I give you one day, and then I'll be back. So, of course, we go down the camp. Everybody's bickering. Your favorite character <laughs> of the movie. I don't know. Annoying bitch. I don't know why this fucking annoying old lady. He seems like a reasonable person. The fucking this old fucking army dude. He's like, yeah. I can talk with him. He, like, I can talk to him in that. Whatever. Let me tell you, I have negotiated many deals in the past. Fucking Max is just like, going, oh, these people. Like, what have I gotten myself into? He's just sitting there. And then we see our little groundhog hole pops up. Whack-a-mole pops up the feral kid. Right. And he's just like, like I said, this is game recognizes game. He's like showing off his boomerang to Max, covered in blood and You're brain right. matter. And he's like smirking at it and everything. He's just like. Showing off his little gnarled teeth. We're one of a kind. Yeah. And Max is like, he's a little amused by this. And yeah. he like. He's just like, because he's, he's fucking remembering. This would be little Sprog if Sprog had lived. This Sprog. would be Sprog. So heartstrings getting pulled a little. So he pulls out that music box, starts playing. This is the first entertainment Feral Kid's ever seen. His mind is blown. This is like fucking the first time I ever played Atari. I was like, what am I seeing? What is God, this? What was that experience <laughs> like? How old were you? The first time I ever played a video game. Sorry, was, sidebar, everybody. I was probably eight or nine the first time I ever played a video game. Okay. I obviously knew a pinball. Yeah. But, yeah. At was, home entertainment, though. Because I remember the first time my sister took me to the arcade. I think it was called Funtastic. Mm. I had no idea. Like, I so I, I played Pac-Man. I had no idea what to do. Like, I like I didn't know the ghosts. You had to get away from them. Yeah. So I lost immediately. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, it was weird. And this is the music box is the equivalent of fucking that. For, right. I can't. See, I can't even remember because I was yeah. like. You know, Nintendo came out in 87, just happens to be the year of Griff's birth. Uh, and so we had one by, like, 89 or something. And so it's like I, some of the only memories I have of my first child at home are playing Nintendo. Right. Fucking Mario Brothers. Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, I had awful, boring Atari. But you loved it because that's all you had. Well, yeah, it was entertaining. But you yeah. had like two fucking games. Yeah, the hard, the, the hardest games because they there was no point to them. These got faster. That yeah, was, that was all it was. Nintendo hard, as uh, we call them today. Yeah. 
And so Max, like, first he fakes, he goes to throw it. He's like, he's like fucking with the kid, like he's a dog. He throws it, and then yeah. he throws it the kid, and the kid's ecstatic. He's like yeah. blown away. Yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> and then he runs <laughs> off to a hole. <laughs> and he just runs fucking away. It's play part, with his music. You know what? It's because he doesn't talk. He doesn't talk. That's why you like him. He doesn't talk. And so they're just, they're just like, what are we gonna do? Are we gonna talk to this guy? Yeah. Warrior Woman's like, don't fucking negotiate with. Back these guys. to the adults. And then Max, you hear that whistle. Okay, so you see that there is clearly like muscle. They're guards. They got bows. They got the fucking armor. I don't know on. If they call them muscle, but yeah, they're supposed to be. Yeah. You know, they're the bravest to actually hold the bows. We see that fucking weirdo with the cold sword shooting us. We'll never give up. As yeah. soon as, as they leave, he says he gets he finds his balls when they leave. Right, of course. Um, and then if, you know they're saying uh, Warrior Woman is saying we just lost because they set out cars of two people to. Yeah. To be bait. So they lost six six of their guard force, you know? They're like, yeah. we, we don't have muscle to do anything. Yeah, they're anything. like, every day they're getting stronger and we're getting weaker. Yes, thank you. And then Max blows that whistle and he's like, two days ago, I found a rig that was tough enough to carry that. Whoop. You want to talk? You talk to me. Right. That was so... I'm sorry. It was just like... So fucking good. There's just so many badass moments for Max in this movie. The driver of the movie, not the passenger. And that was one of them. So that night, they're working out the deal. Max just wants enough ga- as much gas as he can carry in his car. Wants his car back. And he's like, I'll do it. And, and like, they're like, how do we trust this guy? He's like, well, he needs his wheels, doesn't he? And he's like, yeah. Because you're going to take some gas with no car, yeah. So he's like, "Yeah, we can trust." Papa guy is like, "All right, I trust the guy. We'll do that." So they hook him up with like four tanks of gas on a little like crossbar across his shoulders. That's right. He's going out at night. Right. He's trying to do this because he can't take a car. They'll hear it. Right. Can't. So he's got to walk all the way to his tanker. There's another nice little touch. Please. Cold sore guy pulls out the fucking oil can and oils his fucking leg brace. Nice. You didn't see that? So he nice. wouldn't squeak. I love that. I did not notice that. First uh, first of all, love the continuity because remember, Max got shot in the leg in Mad Max, and now he has that fucking leg brace yeah. on his leg. So th- don't even tell me where Fury Road falls in the timeline. It's clearly after two because he has the leg brace. Oh, well, I guess it could still be after one, yeah. but he has the leg brace. Yeah. So he heads out. Immediately falls down, fucking because it's pitch black out. Right, he's going, he's right, he's going right through the compound of the Marauders. Right, falls down a hill, makes a lot of fucking noise. His his tanks are plastic, but in this moment they're made of metal. Right, so they they, they make a metal so jangling noise. A, one of the guards hears it, looks out, starts. And walking. it's funny because I I watched this on Blu-ray, and there's there's so much you miss when you you watch it on the shitty VHS. Because it's so murky. Yeah, it's clear on this one. So you clearly see, got Max at the bottom of the hill. Feral Boy's literally just ten feet away from Max. Yeah. I, I didn't know where he was originally. Yeah, and he's making wolf noises to like the mask, like Max, still on the blind side of right. the guard who I'll walks out on top of the hill. We see the guard yeah. looking out, and then he hears the fucking wolf. He's like, "Oh, it's just some fucking coyote or some right. shit." So he chucks some shit out there, and he's like, ah, fuck off. And then, you know, the guard himself fucks off. So when Sunup arrives, Max is back at that little observation area he was looking at in the beginning. Yeah, his lookout that he was with uh, Gyro on. So he's he's walking, you know, going to that back to that rig, and he bumps into a familiar character. Yeah. 
dragging a log yeah, beside him. Yeah, because he left the fucking gyro captain there still chained. So he's dragging that fucking log. She'll, she's still shackled. I'm sorry. We got to stop here and talk about this because it's just like Max's value of life here, gyro, who has shown no harm to him. He wants could, to be his friend. Could still be a threat, but still, Max just does not give a single fuck. He got pulled into that town. He'd be like, hey, pull this guy in too. No. Leaves him out there because it's right. A number one. I need to survive. Right. Well, so- he, well, Max is completely burnt out. He wants nothing to do with humanity at this time. Right. And so, and who knows how what, what shit he's seen in the five years from the between the movies? Like how many people he's killed? How many times these people have tried to betray him? George leaves us with all of those beautiful thoughts. Right. Again, the one thing I hated about the one main thing I hate about Fury Road is all the stupid flashbacks that apparently you had to buy a comic to learn more about. <laughs> right. If yeah, if you're you guys are wondering what was going on with the flashback of the girl, because you're I'm sure like you, like I was, you were thinking. Max had a son. Why is, is that supposed to be his daughter? It is explained in a, ser- like a, a series of comic books that DC Comics put out. Yeah, it's bullshit that you have to buy that shit. But yes, you will. It will that's the one thing. Make sense. That's the one thing he stole from somebody else. George Miller did because remember that, <laughs> of course, is what. Um, Universal it was the show. reverse. Cyborg. Cyborg. Cyborg gave you the comic. You had to get the, the, the finish by watching the movie. Yes, 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 of course. <laughs> That's, the I, That's so canon. I, it's just so fucking annoying. That's though. my favorite Nickelodeon show, too. That's so canon. That's so canon. Uh, so Max is like, hey, I got somebody to fucking haul this, this heavy gas for me. Again, we're saying this in looks. Mel Gibson... For as horrible of human being is as he is, does an amazing job of just looking up, looking down at dog, and then you see like Gyro turn his shoulder when the he dog hears, starts barking. At when him, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say when dog starts barking, Gyro turns and he's like, I know that fucking bark. <laughs> and next scene, you know, because he fades to black and then he comes back too, and there's Gyro in <laughs> chains hauling the gas now. Right. But he's he's trying to do his best. He's like trying to make conversation. He's having fun. Max, we should, uh, he doesn't know his name. Yeah. We you know we really should be fucking partners. Uh, do you remember like cool things like lingerie? Lingerie. Remember that lingerie. He does have that deep, gross voice. They arrive at the the uh, gyrocopter, and there's a car and a dead guy. Right. He's like the snake. I never you know, the snake worked, you know. And he's is a good another little jolly scene here where he grabs the snake. He's so excited, but then dog runs over and grabs the butt of the snake, and him and dog are fighting over the snake. It's my snake, I trained it. I'm gonna eat it. I know a delicious recipe for snake. You put it over a fire. While that's going on, Max is scavenging the body. Because of course, survive first. It, looking through it. Sees like a fucking twenty-one sided die. Can't use that. No D and D in this no world. D&D in Throws the it away. Grabs one shell out of his pocket. Or no, he grabbed like some metallic thing. He's just junk. And then he pulls out a couple shotgun shells. He's testing them. See they're good. One just crumbles in yeah, his hand. Squeezes it between his fingers. Explodes. Other one seems pretty tight. Opens up the gun. We learn that he's never had any bullets. He has been threatening. <laughs> Were to uh, believe that he threatened again Gyro with his shotgun in order to get, or you know, his sawed off shotgun, uh, in order to get him to walk the gas. So this is like 35, 45 minutes into the movie. 
and we're just now learning there is no ammo in it. Right. We don't even know if he had ammo, if it'd be good. You know how long the bit takes in Fury Road? Two minutes. They show well, a Fury shot. Fury Road's the only two and a half hour movie. They have to, you know, cut corners it's, somewhere. Let's be generous. It is two. It is two. Okay. But they do that little nod, and I was just like, no, the, the whole amazing part of it is it takes so long. It's a big, long bluff. And it's like, there apparently is enough shotgun shells where you believe in it and everything, and we believe in it as the audience, and you learn about it, and you're, the audience is also like, holy fucking shit. Well, not only do we learn, Gyro learns. And he's like, you never had any bullets. That's low, man. That's, the, that's low. It's awful. I should take control of this situation right now. And he's like, how do I know that? That guy, that bullet's a die. He's like, you want to try it? And he puts the gun to fucking Gyro's face. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and, you know, I, I want to point out, George does another great job in that you never really get to see the gyrocopter in full frame okay? because it's obviously in real life a one-seater because there's no fucking way in hell this gyrocopter could hold two guys, a dog, and four tanks of gas Yes, because they're going to use it, obviously, to go to the, the rig. Yeah. So, yeah, there's always – you just get like – you know, you never get a full-on shot. So you never can – get an idea of how this like, copter works. Size yeah. and, yeah, all that Scale. good stuff. So they finally, they get to the rig. Max starts it up, puts the gas in. And then <laughs> Gyro goes to, like, fucking get in with him. I don't know. We're done. We're yeah. done. And he's like, I thought we had partners. He just throws in the keys. Like, here, you can unshackle yourself. You've earned that. Yeah. And he's like, we have partners. Like, no, we're not. Max is taking <laughs> off, and you still got Gyro. What partners will take over the world? All right. Max, he's he's right on the outskirts of with the Marauder camp. He's readying himself. He checks his gun again. See, he's got that one shell. He's like, all right, time to do this shit. Because he knows, like, the reason he walked all the way here to not alert the fucking scav, you know, the savages outside of the town. But now we're heading back in a goddamn semi. Right. Of course, it's going to alert everybody. And it, who does it alert first? Wes. Wes getting a fresh fucking mohawk done. He's getting his hair done. and He's, he's getting it ready for the funeral of he, Golden Boy. He, he hears that fucking semi immediately in kill mode. He's right. furious. Oh, yeah. You get to see him, like, jump up, fucking straight razor, goes right through his skull. It doesn't matter. He's got the fucking blood coming off him. He's rushing across to get to his vehicle. Boys on the ground, they're getting in position. They already know which way Max is going to be coming from. So they grab a, was it a rock or did they use something else? But they fucking chuck something, or was it a chain? I don't remember what they used, but they fucking hit his windshield. Yeah, they threw something. They yeah. threw, they threw yeah. a rock or whatever. And it, right out of Mad Max, we saw this. Like, these guys who live on the road, they just learn precision accuracy. Because we saw, saw Johnny the boy right. throw a rock and smash right into a car, too. You know, I want to point out so I don't forget, they originally were going to have, Humongous was going to be Goose. And I'm so glad they did not go with that. Oh, big time. I don't want these silly coincidences. Like, no. Like, Max's old life is behind him. Yes. He's never going to see his wife ever again or any of that shit. No, I would I. I wouldn't have known any better because that would have been, the, you know, right. our existence. But still, it's like 
knowing this is where the story went makes it so much cooler, so much bleaker. And there's also people, internet nerds, like, no, it's Fifi. Like, no, Humongous is his own guy. Or, I don't want those connections. Yeah. It's too stupid. It's so much cooler that Max, in five years, every single connection he had to any semblance of humanity he had, a wife, a son, a house, gone. That's the story. Right. So they're like chasing him. Our boy Gyro, he, he's not, he's not going to give up on Max. He's just like, look, he's just, you know, he's in a bad mood. He's, he's, there's, there's a bit of a battered wife syndrome going on between Max and Gyro. Because yeah. he's still going to help Max. He, he's got some fuel left in his gyrocopter. So he's fucking running point for Max. He's like, pulls out his snake, drops it on a fucking, because the guy's ready to just fucking hit. Uh, he's got like, they're driving El Camino, and they have a fucking, like, dart gun. Like, they shoot, like, multiple fucking darts. It, you know, okay, here's another inspiration that George got. Yeah, I mean, American, wait, Gladiators. Yeah, that TV show. They clearly. Yeah, they, they, the, 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 what would they call Pummel sticks? Or, <laughs> Pummel sticks. Yeah. It was the, that was the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the I guy. Mean, I think American Gladiators was the 90s, but still, yeah. that's what it reminds me of. I think it was 89. It was, like, 80s. It's still like seven years before yeah. the, or so, after. This guy's lining up his shot. He's going to blow out all the tires on the semi. No, our boy, Pyro Gyro Captain, he was going to eat this snake. This is going to be a, he was going to have the best meal of his life, but no, he cares more about Max. So he drops the fucking snake. And the guy, once again, awful rubber snake. But hey, no movie's perfect. It works. All right? And the guy's like, ah, ah, and then, then they're, they're, he shoots the fucking driver instead of his car. They crash. Wes is on the fucking uh, semi, just clawing at fucking Max. Max pulls out the fucking gun ready to shoot. Just blows up in his fucking dud. He's just like, fuck. Beautiful. The Oh, it's just so good. And now we're getting cuts because obviously the whole camp has been, uh, you know, woken up by this and everything. Everything's stirring. What's Humongous doing? Well, we know he's this giant muscle man. But he's just cool and calm all the fucking time. He's walking over. He's got his boy, uh, 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 Toady, opening a case with a giant fucking wildy in it. Right. Just the red velvet lining, the embedding. There's the fucking... like six bullets left. Yeah. He's conserving these things. Yeah. And we see there's a fuck. There's the the there's like an iron cross. There's the, uh, the like a skull the skull and crossbone. That's the symbol of the SS. Yeah. Like, like, don't explain it. It's just that's what he has. Did right. he find it? Is it a family heirloom? Is it his? You we can don't think know. about these are fucking little stories we get to enjoy as the fans and true audience of this movie. So he's loading it up. Like you said, he doesn't put all six bullets in. One closes the chamber and just okay, sets well, up. And remember, this is the 80s. What are the 80s guns have? Scopes. All it is is a revolver with a fucking giant scope on it. That's true. I wish we had Jack here to explain, our weapons master, explain the, you know. Jack engine. might be very upset with us right now. Yeah, there's he, probably of course a he is. Lot. He's always upset with us. We that, talk about yeah. guns. We don't know anything about guns. That's right. Sorry, Jack. So he lines up the shot, and he's like, well, I could kill this guy. No, I'm going to shoot the radiator. I'm going to take this fucking truck out so they can't even use it. Right. The puny plan, get the truck, get the oil, drive out of town. He's cutting it off at the knees. Right, and he hits the radiator, and it's like blowing. There's fucking steam coming out of there, but Max 
just makes it in just in time. But as he goes in, a couple cars get in with him. Oh, yeah. It's a total mad scramble because the semi is their lifeline. They're like, we got to right. let that in. Right. We can't leave they that have, out like, there. They have buses that are like gates, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good call. And then they close it. You see there's a guy in the pink 57 Chevy, and he's got a pink dyed beard. I didn't notice that. He tried to get in. He's got His beard is dyed pink. He's, he's like out of the village people. <laughs> and he gets fucking set on fire because they got those fucking flamethrowers on yeah. the side of the gate. So he gets blown on fire. Wes is like, the gate! Go for the gate! Because he got inside on the fucking semi. Right. Fucking. He's, we got Wes and like a couple other guys in right. there. And they're they're just. Ca- causing chaos. A goon goes for the gate, but the fucking Christopher Cross guy shoots him with a crossbow, and Wes is right next to him and sees it, and he's shitting himself because he's trying to reload his crossbow. Wes does a beautiful fucking flip, turn, spins around. I'm glad I remembered it. Think about that flip, and think about who else does a flip in the apocalypse here. Barrel child. He did. Neither of them can speak. They're both kind of feral. They both yeah, we are for, agile we, we, for days. We teased that we forgot to mention. After he killed the golden youth, he did a backflip into his little like tunnel system. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I, said, I mentioned that he did the backflip. Yeah. This is what I'm trying to bring it around to. Are you saying that he might be the son of Wes? I'm saying he's absolutely the son of Wes. <laughs> I'm not saying he So maybe might there's be. some truth to this golden youth with the surrogate son. To replace for he lost Feral Child, and he needed that son well, figure in his life. Remember, we have all kinds of we pl- read Wes whoa, wrong whoa, whoa, totally. Whoa, 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 you're taking this a little too far. I'm taking it where Vernon Wells took it. Yeah, I know you are. Maybe Vernon Wells <laughs> knows better than me, but I'm still trying to say. You know, there's obviously commentary on society and everything. And in the '80s, you couldn't be gay. We watched Cruising. Well, you could be a villain if you were gay. Yeah, exactly. You be a good guy, gay. gay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's like he can't be an open gay guy, especially when the world is going to nothingness here. You think that would matter? Uh, at this maybe. Point? I think when he's trying to get, I mean, I, you guys, you could, yeah, there could be the whole thing where if it's really a fight for survival, the machismo really gets taken to the yeah. next level. Or it could be, I don't know. I think humongous is just like I want to use the best people oh, possible. No. Humongous is totally up there. Wes is not. Wes is clearly an emotionally driven man. Yes. So I think he's erratic. Yeah. He's very erratic. So I, I think, you know, he, when he joined a tribe and everything and they were raping and pillaging and doing all that kind of thing, Wes went along with it because he was like, Well, this is how I do it. I gotta fit in. I gotta fit in. Yeah. And he fit into some Almost lady. Like Tony. He fit into some lady's puss and impregnated <laughs> her and that became feral. Hmm. That's my story. <laughs> That's your, but that's the beauty of this movie. That's the beauty. That is your backstory. It might not be the same backstory I have for Fred. Yeah, you want to believe Vernon Wells? Yeah, it's you. You you just spoke your truth, your road warrior truth. I did. Yeah. All right, we'll go with it. I'm not going to deny it. It could be. I mean, the kid's got fucking inherent agility, clearly, and we saw (laughs) that Wes has that inherent agility as well. Yes, he so. does. He does a perfect ten flip, the spin, double axle, right. whatever the fuck you call it. He's got that fucking third sense for boomerangs that uh, clearly Fairchild does. <laughs> Grabs Christopher Cross, headbutts him, crushes his skull. Beautiful. He's getting ready to go to open the gate. Max, because there's nobody at the main gate right now, so Max jumps on, grabs a flamethrower, saves the day. Right. Wes knows he's like fuck. I'm. I, 
well, he's ready to fucking attack, and then the gyro captain fucking starts flying in. Yeah. Wes is like, fuck, there's too many people. I gotta get I gotta regroup. Before he does though, calls out Max. Well, yeah, he leaps uh, he grabs like a fucking I don't know what it is. This is kind of like the impetus to the whole uh road roar, or uh Fury Road, like the guy swinging yeah, on the, the yeah. pole. Think about that. Lands on the ground, get a nice little butt shot from his, his of chest. Of course, he's wearing the assless chaps. And even though all chaps are Atlas. That's right. Atlas. Atlas. I love Atlas. it. <laughs> That's just a, max? a call back to Greek mythology. There we go. And he's like, you, you can run, but you can't hide. Which, of course, that's what Vernon Wells wrote on my, my action figure. Oh, call back. Yeah. And then he takes off. And then fucking Warrior Woman comes up to Max. Look, I had you wrong. And Max's bro blows her off. He's like, whatever. Like, I don't give a fuck what any people think of me. But there you can see there is a mutual respect between those two. Right. So the gyro captain's like, oh, Lord, you know, the gyro captain's here, you know, and everyone's like, holy shit. Like, what is it? What does that take? Like high octane, you know, fucking the teen girl in the town. She's going wild. It's like the she's fucking- never seen a gyrocopter in her life. It was like the rock checking out the fucking pornography plastered Dude, all over. Yeah. It. The rock and roll express basically just rolled into town. He's got bandanas <laughs> hanging off his feet for some reason. So she's going fucking crazy, and he's just he's just, he realizes he's got one hooked. So he's yeah, like, and then old grandpa's like, "He got room for two, mate." Possibly gives his nice, most rotten smile to this poor innocent girl. This guy did so good, and then I really and she gives him a little like nice guy smile, like you're 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 a good friend, you right? Know? And then fucking feral child's like, "I gotta check this shit out. This might be my next fucking ride." And he's like touching everything. Don't touch his high-performance machine. Don't touch that. And then fucking Pharaoh's like, motherfucker. I'm the f-. He's saying this with his eyes. He can't speak, obviously. <laughs> I'm the fucking feral child. You don't talk to me. He just growls that at fucking uh, general yeah. captain. So we're tending to the wounded. We're also tending to the wounded truck and everything. We're learning. Because the mechanic, another fucking amazing tiny little touch here by George Miller. Mechanic doesn't speak over a peep. He talks like this. Right. All right. There's crush damage on the radiator. And there ha- he has an assistant who yells across who the I camp. almost thought was played by Australian superstar Jacko, but yeah. it was not Jacko. Not Jacko. Okay. And yeah, and he's like, like he's Papagallo's like, well, how good? How's, how's the fucking rate? Can we get the, can we use this? And he's like, well, you want to crack Carbonaya? <laughs> Go to crack Carbonaya! <laughs> yeah. You know, it's ball bearings are balling, and you're just throwing out some shit. And he's like, well, what the fuck does that mean? He's like, what does that mean? He's like, 24 hours. About 24 hours. He's like, he's like 24 hours? You got 12. He says we got 12. Okay. All right, we can do okay. That. <laughs> Crooked tooth looking motherfucker. And then we go and look at Max, because as he's walking through town, He's a fucking folk hero now. Right. Everybody Everybody's like, him. "You're gonna, you're gonna drive that rig, and we're gonna get out of here." And Max is Ma- like, whoa, 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 "No, no, 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 no." Got my fucking favorite character, that fucking old bitch. Yeah. She pulls out. She's got like a, a bandana. What color was it? I don't remember. White. Full of fuck. It's got like about four or five shotgun shells. I'm saving these, and she just hands it to him, and he's just like. He hands it back. He's like, "I'm out of here. I don't know what the fuck. I did my job." And they're right. like. And then, oh, I fucking hate this fucking bitch. He's like, uh, 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 th- uh, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Did she ad lib that shit? Because it's like, <laughs> man, she does such a good job as a Karen. 
Thanks for saving us. I was trying to give you a gift. You didn't accept it. But Max, Max wants no strings attached. It's well, he's came, got what he needs. I came. I here was the deal. I get the gas. I get to go. That's it. So he doesn't want any other fucking accolades or attachments. It's like I gotta get the shit. I gotta go. Yeah. I'm surprised he like this is a testament to how serious Max is about his deals. Right. He made one deal. He took the benefits of that one deal or the rewards. Well, even as, as burnt out, fucked up as he still has a sense of honor and integrity. Yeah. So we did because obviously we know from this movie shotgun shells are incredibly rare. So he's like, right. I can't just take these as a gift. Right. So, well, you know, I don't. Even, it's like it's that's like I don't want to owe anybody anything. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I was saying a yeah. second ago. But you get, yeah, it's just like no, I want nothing. I don't want to owe anybody anything. I want to get my gas that I earned, and I want to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. This is a libertarian's wet dream right here. Night comes. Humongous is fucking pissed off, and he's ready to flex because that's he's like they got they. All the, the the like prisoners that Humongous has, they're torturing them out there. They're yep. fucking setting them on fire. They got a bear claw that they're cutting them. Like, and fucking Humongous is just like fucking flexing, posing, doing the fucking it's so good. And under the firelight, this is a John DeHart scene if I've ever seen one. A, flickering. Apparently, because you can't really hear it, he's saying a poem in German. Which calls back, I guess, to his German roots with that fucking Nazi fucking paraphernalia. Oh, no, that had. calls back to that movie you briefly mentioned, .com for murder, because <laughs> that's what that guy does. So he's, maybe it's the same character. Maybe. And then he's like, nobody, nobody leaves here alive. And he's like, we see how like a montage of torture. Max is just chilling, eating his dog food, like as his car's getting gassed up. And then, uh, uh, I... I think uh, Papagaya comes up. He's like, hey, want to make another deal? Yeah. You, you want to come with us? You know, we're going to paradise, man. Two tickets to paradise. Back your bags. Let's leave tonight. Papagaya came with like a hype man. So he's like, yeah, yeah we're going to paradise. <laughs> Look at this. And unfurls uh, like a sleeve of uh, like, like postcards, uh, souven- souvenir postcards. It's like, oh, a, like the Gold Coast. Or yeah. the fuck, I recognize know. one of them straight out of fucking RoboCop, you know. I don't know how they got it. It wasn't out yet. But, and Mike's like, nope, I'm good. Don't need it. And they're like, you know, it's like, deal's done. It's like, we can make a new deal. No, I don't need it. I got everything I need right here. And this is where Papa turns on Max. Because he's a guilt trip on Max. Yeah. Like, seriously, fuck these people. I don't know who's worse. Like, at least there's, there's like, the marauders are honest about what pieces of shit they are. Yeah. These people are like passive aggressive, like manipulative. Papagallo just reminds me of every fucking marketer ever because he's he's pushing himself as the Elon well, Musk. I'm, he's a CEO, yeah. Yeah, no, he's yeah. a CEO. This makes perfect sense in the novelization. They did such a fucking good job because Papagallo is playing the role of Bill Gates. Uh, 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 no, not him. Uh, Steve Jobs. He's playing the role of Elon Musk. These people were smart. Granted. They weren't fucking behind the scenes engineering what no, they're we, idea people, but they don't know how to do the nuts they're, and bolts. I, they're idea people and they're marketers, and that's yeah. all they are. They know yeah. how to sell people on things. Yeah. So Papagallo, he's like, oh, well, anybody could drive that truck. Well, then you drive the truck. He's like, well, I can't drive the truck. Well, we forgot to point out during the thing where Wes was in the camp. Papagayo gets hit in the hip with an arrow. So he's, oh, so he's, that's he's, why he can't drive the truck. Well, yeah, of course. Well, he I can't, I can't use my leg. I got an injured hip. 
So it, it's just it's so fucking annoying. But yeah, Papagao is the hype man. He is just the sizzle. He's no steak. Whereas Max is all steak. And then Max totally sees through him. And then he gets all angry about it. Papa. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, oh, what, what's wrong? What's the matter? You lose somebody you love. You yeah. kill too many men. You Like you said, he somehow knows Max's name at this point. And it's like, <laughs> Max, what's wrong with you? You some kind of maggot. You belong out there with the filth. You're not like us. Well, You're out there with them. Well, no, he gets in Max's face. Like, he's just like, he's like... You can tell how full of shit Papa Gala is because when his like charm isn't working, he immediately turns into a fucking dick. Uh, sounds like some billionaires we know today. <laughs> yes, and he's just like he's like, yeah, what what is it? Yeah, we've lost. Everyone's lost somebody. Who gives a shit what you lost? Who gives a fuck? And he gets all in Max's face. So Max says, just get the fuck off. And he pushes him down, and then he's yeah. like, you know what? We got you know the difference between us and people out there is we got integrity. You know, we're still human beings. You. You're filth. You're like the trash out there. And Max is like, whatever the fuck. I'm out of here. Max does. Uh, this is the one thing. I, I thought I saw a little bit of pain in Max's eyes. But I was just like, whatever. Let's fucking move on from While here. that's going on. He rigs the bomb back up. And he's yeah. getting his car ready to Our go. Our buddy Gyro put the moves on the sweet young girl. He's ready to take off with her on his gyrocopter. She's like. She got sweet talked by him. This is probably. You know, she's a young girl. She isn't. She isn't. A, you know, she's naive. She believes desperate in bull- times call for desperate right. measures. This guy can fly, and then she's like, "You know what? I can't. I can't leave these people. This is my family. Come on, girl. You know we can. We can make our own family." And she's like, "No, I can't. I have to go." And he's yeah. just like, "All right." But he's he rolls. I don't give a jar captain. He rolls with it. Yeah, he does. He doesn't get all. He, he doesn't throw a hissy fit like Papa Gallo did. No, even though he, he probably hasn't gotten laid in ever. <laughs> uh, right. He just rolls with it. Right. So cells take notes from fucking gyro captain. This is like our calm scene. This is kind of like the relaxed scene where it's like, you know, obviously there's not immediate stress. So everybody is kind of reeling in, you know, Max starts preparing his car. He's arming the bomb again. Here's the plop in his car. Feral boy wants to go with him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then he hears. And then he opens the door. The little CD has for the dog. Yes. Fucking. Again, the like the amount of detail they had to squeeze in the few things they could afford is amazing. Because yeah. he opens that door yeah. and it's like Batman's utility belt. I was like, yeah, because what? the interior is like gutted inside yeah. the car now. It's it's got it's got room for the fucking giant gas tanks on the back and whatever he fucking needs. One of my favorite scenes in Fury Road was when Nux was driving. He's planning to explode his car. You get to see the interior of his car. It's so bare bones and everything. He's just got valves all over because they had nine different nitrous systems, and he's unreleasing them all to fill his car up with uh, uh, flammable ingredients and everything, and yeah. So I read it as all the shit Papagallo said conjured up all the fucking shit that he's been feeling about his family, what yep. he's lost, so he cannot handle, like, I, I think part of him wants to take the kid with yeah. him. But he's like, I can't, I can't be close to anyone. I can't yeah. lose anyone ever again. Yeah. So I have to shut myself off. So he just grabs the little, little fur satchel that, like, everything's made out of fur. Yeah. With Fairchild, and he just throws it. And Fairchild's like, he just goes to get it. He's like, Oh, this is a new game we're playing. And yeah. he's like, Get the fuck out of here, kid. And he's like, What? And the then ta- the tail on a satchel matched the tail that uh, Wes wore. 
You might be on to something. Just saying. Just saying. And he just fucking, he, he goes, okay, I guess, you know, you're not taking me. So Max is, of course, going to be driving out of town. Papa, he's recognizing, he's telling everybody, because they're like, why didn't you make him stay? We can at least take all his shit. Yeah. And then Pop, the first time Papa Gallo shows some integrity, he's like, no, he's a man of his word. Yeah. Give him what he, he earned it. Yep. Let him go. I'll drive the truck myself. No big deal. Gyro's like, come on, man. He, he was just ready to leave himself like yeah. five minutes ago. And he's like, we can work together, man. You and me together, we can take on the world. And he's like, nice knowing you. See you later. Maybe. And fucking Max just takes off. And as he's going out, our fucking boy was full on war paint now. He's ready to fucking kill. He's or he's just listening to some Adamant. He's listening to Goody Two Shoes. It might man. I just like that he was doing the nine powers of the ninja. He was just there focusing with all of his makeup, with just the fire flickering in his face. I don't know if this was sunrise or sunset though. Well, here's the issue. Please help. And me. uh, there was a little thing on IMDb about it. Joe Dante, who was a director, he did uh, Gremlins among many other movies. He he the first thing he did when he met George Miller is like, I know you had a low budget because when you got a low budget, you don't have time to wait for fucking sunsets that you just fucking shoot. Yeah. So yes, there is some. There's a, there there's a few scenes. That obviously, it seems they're a filter for like day for night. Yeah. And yeah, so Max like and then the, the one thing I pointed on Mad Max I don't like, but. They had to do it. They sped up the footage because you can't be driving yeah. a fucking Ford Falcon across all terrain, like yeah, off, yeah, road, yeah. off road. Yeah, at eighty miles an right. hour and all that shit. So he's he's just gonna barrel fucking through the fucking you know the the compound of the Marauders. Wes is like running after him as he as Wes takes off. Uh, fucking uh, humongous is pissed. He's like, "You disobey me, you puppy." Fucking see that he called him you puppy. Right. Well, they're his dogs of war. Yeah. He's, he's a fucking Because they're not because Wes is the fuck Wes as good as Wes is, we said he's erratic. He's emotional. Right. Yeah. And fucking Humongous is a Vulcan, basically. He's all fucking, you know, logic. Yeah. I I wanna say that uh that inspired Les Claypool to write the song Too Many Puppies, too. Because it's about fucking Wes emotional kids getting killed in war. It also inspired Jerry Lawler to say puppies. So Wes is chasing after. He's got Toady and a goon. They're chasing after uh, Max. Max is, he's got the fucking blower going. He's ready to go. So Wes has to kick on the nitrous, and that's how he catches up with Max finally. He just grabs a fucking, like, tailpipe off the car, smashes the windshield. Yeah, he gets it off one of his own cars because he's still standing, and then he smashes the windshield. Max goes flying. Excuse me, right in the mic. Uh, he goes flying off. Goes the down road. a cliff like a ravine. Crash. The car rolls. Fucked up. He's totally fucked up. He crawls out. The dog's fine. Just gets out. Yeah, just walks out. And so Wes up on the roadside because he fell down a whole cliffside. So Wes sends his boys down there. He's yeah. not gonna go down. Well, there Well, they want to get the gas, man. And he's like, if he's alive, yeah, bring Wes, him to me. Wes is immediately immediate concern. Of course, is. Gas. Consistency in this fucking movie. Scene one, get the gas. Scene 25, get the gas. Right. Wes wants to kill this man, but he's like, no, get me the gas first. Right. So, yeah, you got yeah. the fucking toady going down there, yeah, yeah. and then you got some random goon. Yeah, like a dirty cop. And so... 
he's like, Lord Wes, the tanks are full of juice. We will celebrate tonight. You know, he's got the. He gas- did a full aim on there. It's just theatrical <laughs> as fuck. And while that's going on, the goon with the crossbow notices some noise behind a boulder. Yeah. And it's Max. And Max is just desperate. He's just. Like, he doesn't know what the fuck he's, he's doing. He's trying to like aim the gun at. The Interceptor does not have a roll cage. And he just no. rolled 94 <laughs> times. Right. So he is very discombobulated So right the dog's picking up the slack, and he's going to protect his master. So he gets up on the top of the rock. He's ready to fucking take on this cop. And then five to 25 seconds jump ahead, and nothing happens. And here we are. Max is now being bared down by the crossbow. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about that. So... Wes, uh, not Wes, uh, Toady, he opens the canister, which sets off the fucking fuse of the bomb. There is a moment where we- or, uh, Toady realizes, like, something's not right here. Great use of tension by Miller, because we see the guy slowly put the arrow into the crossbow. Max, we see his face. He's clearly helpless. His Max- eyes swollen shut, blood everywhere. Oh, so good. And just as the guy, the guy fucking, unfortunately, shoots the dog. He said it. We just hear a little whoop. I wanted to avoid it. He said And it. then, well, they got, we got to give it to him. We got to rip the Band-Aid off. They and, know it. They know and it. then he's setting up to kill Max, and just as he's about to fucking shoot him, boom, the whole fucking thing. Tony finally realizes, what's going, what's that? What's that noise? And then the fucking car explodes. Yeah. Blows the fucking, fortunately, Max is behind the boulders. He's protected. Yeah. Wes just assumes the whole thing's fucking over. So he's like, all right, let's go. It's all yeah. good. All yeah, good. There's, well, there's no way you would survive that. That's so right. He's like, fuck it. Yep, I've had my revenge. Let's take off. So the next morning, we see smoke billowing up. The gyro captain notices. He's like, oh, fuck. That guy yep. needs me. What the fuck? What would he do without me? Flies out. Max just crawling across the desert. Gets picked up because he like turns over and sees it. And he's helpless. He can't do fucking anything. Cool shot, which they said like nowadays he'd never do with a star. I we, bet. Had, we literally have... Uh, it's, he's, he's in a real helicopter. He's not in the gyrocopter. Yeah. But we see Leaning Mel Gibson out. literally... Hanging off the edge. That's fucking cool. It was a really fucking good shot. Right. And we see, like, the fucking marauders looking up, pointing at the gyrocopter, and then we see them going over the compound. Yeah, because they're they're right outside the compound. So, yeah, it's fucking, it's so good. Relativity. So then Max wakes up. He's all, he's bandaged now. He's he's still fucked up. He sees the fucking Christopher Cross dead. His head's caved in by Wes. Yeah. Fucking feral child's like, I got you, boy. Here's your fucking leathers. He fucking pulls my. I, sh- I fucking shine them up for you. You're gonna look good. Helps Max dress. We hear Papagaya talking about like, look, we're just gonna punch right through those motherfuckers. And you guys, when I punch through with the semi, take off and scatter in all directions. We'll meet up at this fucking bridge, like yeah. 20 miles down. And so this is where we get the triumphant return of Max to his feet. Well, I don't know if he's triumphant. He's fucked up. He's well, no, it's it's not like fucking, you know, obviously he's fucked up, but he's not going to let a little arrow to the hip stop him. He's got fucking just, he is in pure rage mode at this point. He is Max from the end of Mad Max. It's just like, no, pure adrenaline. I'm getting fucking through this thing. I don't see that at all. I see it totally differently. Okay. I see it. Max is like, I'm going ri- to drive that rig. And Papagallo's like, no, there's no deals. Deals are done. Time for deals are done. And he's just like, this is my... I think Max is ready to die because he has nothing now. Literally nothing. What does he have? His dog's gone. His car is gone. All he has is literally the clothes on his back. Okay, okay. So he's like, fuck it. 
if I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I think it's a mixture of I'm going to help these people, but I think it's more like I just want to die. Like, I have nothing to live for anymore. He's doing his witness moment. And so I'm going to go out in a blaze of glory. Okay. And, you know, and they, and then, I love Papa Guy. He's like, all right, yeah, you can do it. You yeah. know, he didn't. He didn't bend his arm. You know, oh, right, yeah, of course, because he realized Papa Gallo realized I'm not going to do any of this shit because right. so. I'm a bitch. And like, he's like, this is the only guy besides the Feral Childs can't reach the vitals. <laughs> if he could, I'd have him do it. Right. But this is the only guy with balls in this entire compound. So he's like, all right, you can do it. Fucking Karen is like, I, I guess you want my bullets now. You know, just like fucking fuck off, Karen. Right. He takes them. But he tells her to fuck off. <laughs> right. And then, all right, now the final, the we, finale, the we, greatest car chase ever filmed on film, I guess you would say. We got both sides doing their load up scene, you know, straight out of commando. He arrives at the dock, you know, the shore, and he's fucking putting in all the gear. We got fucking Max counting his shells, putting two in one, two, teaching Farrell how to count to two. That's right. the only number that you want to count to. Right. One and two. We see Humongous putting the, all the rest of his bullets into his revolver. That's right. All of them. Right. We well, know yeah. that even in dire situations, he's like, no, you can serve one. That's all I need to stop that truck. Right. So all of them. That's a big Again. Well, see, that's another thing. I'm sure Jack would have pointed this out. We act like all like, you could put any bullet into a gun. That's how even more precious bullets are. You have to have a gun that corresponds to your bullets. Right. So I guess they, that, they did a good job of that in Fury Road. There is actually a moment in Fury Road where Furiosa says to them, match every bullet to the gun it works on. And they read out, oh, we have three bullets here, three bullets here. And they say, we have three bullets here. It's useless. That is not a line that belongs in the Mad Max world. Three bullets to Max is like, I could stop an army. Right. And so Humongous also has his Dog of War Wes on its leash now because he can't trust this fucking guy. Right. It looks like the opening like the opening driving scenes with Max at the front of the car. Wes is literally chained at the front of the car. Right. So this is clearly like an image that's just like in George Miller's head. So Max just... Barrels right through the fucking thing. Uh, Humongous gets a few shots off with his gun. Doesn't really do much damage because they have like a fucking plate in front of the... the, the what do they call it? They put it in there. Cow catcher is what they call that. It's that giant fucking like what they have at the front of trains, but it's even taller and more... So Max heads out on the road. He's taking off. All the bad guys follow him, which gives a place for the rest of the good guys to escape. They come out afterwards. It's... Just like the scene that Max saw them do where the decoy didn't work and the people got chased down and murdered and, yeah, all that horror scene. This time it actually fucking works. Right, because this is the final battle. Yeah. I mean, and so a couple goons notice it, so they go, hey, they left. It's our fucking compound now. So they go back to the compound. Yeah, they go back. Yeah, good call. And then we see that they set up a trap. They're no, like, like, I don't know, it's like, Papagalia, why not just let him have the gas? Maybe they would leave you fucking alone because they'd be too busy with the gas. No, he's got to blow. That's, that's all my gas. So they blow up the compound. Right. I mean, it's about eliminating the threat because if they move on, they move to the next site they go to. So there's still a threat. You're right. Yeah. Because so they, they would chase after yeah, these guys. Yeah. So, so he's trying right. to dwindle the numbers. Okay. It, it, this may, I feel like the motivation definitely makes sense. 
Uh, and so we see that on the truck, they appear to have they, everybody. Is, they have like they have a woman, a handicapped guy, yeah. and some dork. Like that's the best they have left. And the audience will quietly learn that Farrell is on the truck as yes. well. Yeah, because he's supposed to go on the bus with the with the women's. And he's like, fuck this shit. I'm in. I'm all in. So he just leaps on the fucking truck. And they uh, we do have to mention that Papa is driving a car of his own alongside of them. Right. No one seems to give a fuck about him. Again, they think that Max is driving a tanker full of gasoline. Right. And so we're driving, and this is where it begins. Immediately, like... Fucking uh, humongous sets. He just snaps the chain that he's got Wes on, sets him loose. Yeah. And Wes is like, fuck yeah. He's like hopping from fucking car to car. Again, it's so cool. The practical facts. And yes, Matt, you know, Miller gets all of his credits because it's like even in Fury Road, you see this kind of action happening. And that's beautiful to see because it's just like this has been passed down throughout the world right, of but Mad this Max. This is like. No CGI at all. Yes. And it's, and I'm sure if they had it at the time, they would have used it. Yeah. But this is like crazy-ass stuntman doing crazy-ass stunts. And this is why we love our fucking stuntmen. And we right. try to give them every applaud they deserve. And we get the scene. Everybody remembers it. Where a motorcycle, like Max, like knocks one of the cars over. Motorcycle hits it. The fucking stuntman... He didn't mean he was supposed to just fly, but his foot catches the the car, so he fucking spins. No. And then and but what happened? The guy, as soon as he, he landed, he's like, Did you get that shit? Because he broke his leg doing that. And he's like, Did you get the shot? And they're like, Yeah, sorry. You know, like, no, that better be in the fucking movie. Cause that was fucking badass. Yeah. So, I'm so glad that guy lived, though. Yeah. Like fuck. he was he was in Fury Road. He was like a, like a young stuntman there, and now he's like a stunt coordinator for Fury Road. That's a, that's so George Miller is so fucking cool about that shit. So yeah, we got fucking people like throwing grappling hooks. They're just trying to stop this fucking truck. Again, we're going back. We're using just like fucking uh, I can't think of the right word for it, but just early technology weapons and everything you know right. just whatever you could whip up real quick they're shooting darts into the fucking tires that's as far as advanced technologies they have is like those dart guns so the guy he was the, the guy his name was Zeta the character who had the kind of like 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 iron cheek type like headgear on he he, oh, he, yeah, he yeah. was a uh, papa guy he was like right hand man yeah. he's the guy in the back so one of the goons throws a grappling hook and it hooks onto his fucking leg. Imagine how fucking because then the fucking car starts getting dragged and all the fucking pressures on this guy's leg. Yes, and so much pressure just rips the back of the fucking truck off. And they, so fucking, it's brutal. It's so like it hits you right in that part of your brain where CGI never manages to do. Because remember. The good guys don't have guns either, so they have Molotov cocktails yes. and crossbows. Crossbows. Uh, they have the the warriors up with fucking literal bows, not even crossbows, not right. automated little you know half machines. So the fucking and Max with the shotgun shells. The stupid mechanics. Like I built it. I fixed this rig up. I should be allowed to go. Like it's like he, he first thing he does. He fucking goes to throw a Molotov, gets shot with an arrow, drops the Molotov cocktail. Unfortunately, his legs, which you can't feel. Yeah. So he's like, and then the warrior woman's like, oh, my fucking God. Do I got to do everything for this guy? 
And he's like, no, it's okay. His hands are on feet. He's like trying to pad himself out. His hands are on fire. And this is even more beautiful because the moment she takes to show some sympathy for this guy, like, you fucking idiot, we shouldn't have bought you with... That's sympathy for me. Uh, the moment she takes to, like, realize, like, oh, my God, you really just fucked yourself here. She looks over to her left. There's Wes bearing down on her because he's been jumping car to car to car. He's bearing down on her with one of those fucking four-line dart guns. Right. Shoots her dead. Right, and she falls, but she there's barbed wire along the edges to keep the, the goons out. So she catches on the barbed wire. She's hanging, literally, on the side of the truck. The fucking handicapped guy, the mechanic's like, I got to grab her. I can't let her. I don't, I'm like, dude, I, can, I mean, I understand. This person, you, you know, who knows what your relationship was, but you're in the middle of, like, some heavy shit. Let, leave her be. Yeah. Max needs, you're the only guy left. Right. But no, he tries to grab her, and then... I think it was Wes. One of the goons, they just grab her and they pull her down with him. Yeah, it, I don't think it was Wes, but yeah, they just go up, they grab her, and then he's reaching down, so they grab him and just pull him down. Right. And as so, uh, as Max says in Fury Road, under the tires. So all's left is fucking Max and Feral Child. And he doesn't even know at the time the Feral Child's even there. Yeah, and this is the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful action scenes I've ever fucking seen. You get Mel Gibson, open the cab door, step out with his fucking shotgun, and He doesn't it. even open the cab door because Wes ripped the door off with oh, a grappling hook. okay, okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. But yeah, he steps out the door. Is, yeah. yeah. Where the door would be. Sorry. Right. He steps out there and he fucking takes aim on the one car that was giving him the immediate threat and fucking shoots the guy in the head. That's the first shot. That is not. Is that true? Is that the first shot you actually see Max take in this yes. movie? Oh, yeah. One shot. 80 minutes into the movie. So fucking good. The pop. So good. Farrell does. He's like ecstatic. Well, he, had yeah. his, he had his first orgasm. <laughs> And so, and then Papagayo like drives up. He's like, "Boy, we won!" You know, because everyone had gotten away. And he's like, "Come on, jump, jump!" And he's like, "Fuck this! I'm, I'm with my boy Max. I'm not fucking jumping." Yeah. And then Humongous makes the most perfect rainbow jumper shot. <laughs> this, I don't know the physics how this works. Yeah. Throws like a pitchfork he has on the side of his car. Hit. How does this happen? Like, it's like you know, dude, perfect moment here. Like, somehow, I know you don't know, dude, perfect, but dude, perfect moment here. Somehow, Papagayo like leans forward because it would just it would hit this fucking car. But no, perfect arch hits Papagayo in the back. He just car just drives off into the fucking wasteland. He's gone. All, All right. right, now the fucking the the cab is being swarmed by goons. We got a guy with a fucking tiger claw or whatever. Yeah. Busts through the back window, grab, because at this point, Max, note, he finally, he heard fucking uh, feral orgasm, so he grabs him, puts him in the cab with him. Yes. Guy, bear claw guy, rips through the back window, grabs Max by the shoulder. It's like fucking claw on his shoulder. Max, like, drops the bullets. They go flying everywhere because he got grabbed. Wes is like, well, first there's like a cop that's on top, and he shoots a dart through the, the, the top of the, the right. car. Right. Right through Max's leg. Right. No cells. It. No. He looks down and then just kind of like, all right. Shoots up. Hits that guy. Kills him. Shoots to the side because there's a guy trying to get in the passenger door. That's kills right. him. There, and then there's a scene. I think it already happened, but you pointed it out earlier where the guy, like, he's going to shoot the, the tire. Yeah. He shoots the tire, blows it out, but he has no other crossbow bolts. 
So he reaches <laughs> in for the crossbow bolt. And he gets caught. His hand gets caught. And he goes right underneath the right fucking Right under the fucking Amazing. And then oh, we also have to add in that uh, Gyro is yeah, above he's, that. He's dropping like Molotovs everywhere. Right. He drops one on Humongous. So Humongous is out of the fucking game for now. His, he has to stop his car and put himself out. So, Murray, you just mentioned, though, that, of course, he helped Farrell into the car. He had the guy clawing into his back. He had the guy shoot him from the roof above. One shot for the roof above. One shot to the guy in the passenger seat. So we still got the guy behind him with a claw ripped right. into his fucking shoulder. Right. And not only did they have that, Wes got on the top of the fucking roof of the car, and he's got like a flail. It's like some kind of like car parts, and he's like on chain, and he's like swinging it. And Max has no ammo. Well, yeah, it's scattered everywhere in the like the the the, the, the floor of the cab, car. Yeah. And he's like telling like and feral then, kid. Feral kid's like pulling out the fucking old shells, and he's just like. Get the shells. Get the shells. First time he's talked to, actually he said words to the feral kid. Get the fucking <laughs> shell. It goes from zero to my life depends on you to get these shells. Meanwhile, Wes is just flipping out. He's just swinging that flail back. It like flies into the cab and catches on the fucking roof. Almost hits Max in the face. Yeah. Fuck it. And then, like, so the windshield's been busted out by Wes. A couple of the shells are on the fucking hood of the car. And then fuck Max is like I gotta do something about this. I don't I don't have any bullets. I gotta do something about Wes. So he just slams on the brakes. Wes goes flying. We, he's dead, right? He landed. He fucking fell in front of the car. He got yeah, exactly. He fell in front of a car doing seventy five miles an hour. Sorry, I know it's in kilometers because it's over <laughs> there in Australia. Right. They drive on the wrong side of the road. Uh, but yeah, so it's just like okay. Well, we just. Dealt with one of the biggest threats of this movie. He just got to get the guy off his back. Pharaoh, right. by the way, is back there gouging, gouging, <laughs> gouging at the guy's fucking eyes. Right. So it's you like, know, yeah, it's an intense scene. And then finally, we get Humongous because he's pulling up, and uh, well, humong- Humongous put himself out because he had the Molotov land on him. Somebody had shot some darts into the gyro cap- copter, so that's crashed. Yeah, so he's out of the game. All that's left is Max and Humongous. Max is like, doesn't know what to do at this point. So he just does a U-turn. He's like, I'm going to go back to the compound. Like, I, I can't escape these guys. You're right. Yeah, Max does the U-turn. So he does the U-turn. Meanwhile, Humongous is like a mile back down the road. He's all set now. He's like burned and shit from the Molotov. Yeah. He had like, he's wearing like a barbarian, like furry, rips that off. Yeah. And he's like, he cranks up the nitrous. Of course. Taps it. So he's like, his virtually, virtually no control now because yeah. he just wants to catch up. And we still have like a defined road here. And that's what they're driving on. Right. Fuck, and then, so he's like, fucking tell Feral Child, get those fucking shells right. on the hood. So Feral Child's crawling out there. He's actually looking nervous. Like Feral right. Child, we thought was the greatest badass of all time. But this is the first time he's met with like a challenge. He was like, I kind of fear for myself. <laughs> right. He's probably never fucking been in a car. Right. Oh, yeah, good point. And so he's... I One thing, I don't know why he allowed Fairchild to take the gun out on the hood with him. I would have kept that, but Fairchild has the gun oh, with him. Oh, interesting. I didn't realize that. And he's reaching for it, and then nice fucking play by George Miller. Sound cuts out. All you hear is like wind blowing. Heartbeat and wind blowing. Right. You hear... it's. I, I guess it's supposed to be Max's heartbeat? Whose heartbeat uh, no, is it? It's Fairchild's. Because yeah. it's not beating fast enough. But... As soon as he goes to grab for that shell, Wes pops up. And he, yeah, that's exactly what he did. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's screaming like a banshee. 
And the, that finally breaks fucking Feral Child. He starts screaming. And then we see Max. He can see fucking Humongous barreling down on him. Max right. grabs Feral Child. Wes like, looks in the eyes of Max. Knows something's going on behind him. Thank you. These guys, when you're in this dystopian future, somehow reading eyes becomes a oh, fucking yeah. inherent. Like, you need to know how to do that. Right. Because Wes looks right into Max's eyes, and he just starts doing... It's like Stone Cold's music hit behind him, and he starts doing the slow turn, and he sees Humongous is bearing down on him. And boom. Humongous just fucking splatters himself right across the front of the rig. Wes is fucking destroyed. Loses control of the fucking semi, finally. It goes off the road. We get a nice shot of Mel Gibson and a puppet that's supposed to look like the feral child. He's shaking a puppet. Oh, good. They crash. And this is where this is why this movie is the greatest action movie of all time. This fucking ending. Because we're like, oh, shit, it's going to explode. It's full of gas, right? Wrong. I mean, I mean, I don't want to say I'm acting like you guys haven't seen this movie before, but I'm going to explain why it's so fucking great. <laughs> because the, it crashes. The left, the goons that are left stop. They're they're like, where's the explosion? They're like, yeah. Fucking, Max stumbles out. He's fucking got uh, Feral Child under his arm like a fucking bag of shit, and he sees that the sand is coming out. And even like Max can't help but like smile about. It. He's like, they got me, man. They fucking used me. Like I actually made the ultimate sacrifice. I was gonna die for these people, right? And they. Fucked me over. Right. I mean, obviously that was always the plan because Papagalia was. You know, they, it wasn't like they switched out the gas for sand, but they didn't tell Max the right? plan. That's why apparently that's why Papagalia was so quick to be like, "Oh, you want to do it? <laughs> sure, right." But he did go alongside of him, so we got to yeah. give Papagalia a little bit of credit, right? Because he did die for this cause too. Well, he died because he wanted to save Feral Child, so he cared about Feral Child. Didn't care I, about Max. It, it's something. It's something to redeem Papagallo a little bit. Gyro Crapton ro- rolls up. Gyro Crapton. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the fucking rotors are all bent and shit. It's fucked the hell. But he can still drive along the road with it. Yeah. And he just stops, and he just gives him an eyebrow raise, and Max can't help but fucking smile. He's like, fuck, I can't believe this shit. I I actually, I thought I tapped into my humanity again. I thought I could trust people again. This is why this fuck, and this is Byron Kennedy, the producer of this movie, fought for this ending. Because you can tell when, because he died right after this movie. And then we always got happy endings for Mad Max movies afterwards. Thank because you. that's George Miller's instinct. He wants to leave the crowd happy. And Byron Kennedy's like, no, we need to give this, because this is, this is a bleak fucking world, man. Yes. This is why, like, I was talking to my neighbor earlier. I told you about this, obviously, off mic and everything. It's like, I see Fury Road as, like, another take at uh, Beyond the Thunderdome. Because it's, George Miller gets to do his happy ending in a better place. Because George yeah. Miller was not in a good place when he wrote and did uh, Thunderdome. Right. He just directed the action. He didn't even direct the movie. Yeah. And so this was him getting to do his happy ending that he always wanted to do. And Thunder yeah. uh, Fury Road definitely ends on a quote-unquote happy ending. Whereas the first two movies, bleak as fuck. Right. You know, don't tell me that Star Wars, you know, Revenge of the Sith is the best. Or wait, what is it called? Whatever, uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. That's the best movie because Mad Max did it in two movies. They said, yeah, 
the world fucking sucks and it got worse and Max got revenge, but what did he lose? Everything. And then the second movie comes out. Max finally thinks he might have, you know, wait, no, he doesn't even finally think he has anything. And it still ends bleak somehow. He's willing right. to die well, it's, for it's a, it's a it's a it's a happy ending and a bleak ending because the people do survive. Yeah, but it's a bleak ending for Max. Like, yeah, he like he, I mean, I guess like I this is the way I interpret it. He was on a suicide mission, but at the same time, he's like, I want to make my uh, at least my sacrifice will save other people. Yeah, you know, I'm you know, and then it's just, and then he gets tricked. Yeah, he got like, duped. So it's like, wait. Did I do an altruistic thing, or am I just another pawn? Am I and pawn? That's the thing. Oh, that was the beauty of like seventies films for the most part. The balls to have bleak endings. Everybody yeah. wants a happy fucking Marvel superhero ending now. Where yeah, the good guy always wins. Yeah, and I'm not. That, and that's fine. You can have that every once in a while. I don't want to have. Even I don't want to have all bleak endings. The only way but, the bleak endings work is if you have happy endings. It's like I mean, you've gotta, to, to me, that's why. I think in horror movies, the bad guy should win because it's horror. Yeah. Like fucking like like the end of Evil Dead where Ash thinks he's 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 beat the demon and then he gets hit with a demon right at the end. Like fucking good. That's horror. Yeah. And so, yeah, I I fucking love this goddamn ending. Man. Yeah. We're always being chased. This is I a ballsy fucking ending. And then we get the little wrap up. Yes, we we learned that the gasoline was really on the buses that they left in, and the child. We learned that the feral child was an error. Another thing that fucking infuriates me. I'm not. I I'm gonna say right here. I have absolutely well. I have a few problems, but Fury Road isn't the issue. It's the Fury Road stands that I don't like. Oh yeah, no. You guys get on my nerves. I. When I saw Fury Road, I didn't hate it. I was a little disappointed that Max was a background character, but I did not hate the movie. I don't hate the movie still. Okay. But I'm growing to hate it because you fucking fans. Yeah. Because here's another thing. Because it's and it's just it's the it's not even it's like it's the, the nerdiness of it where it's like they have to have connections. Yeah. So there's people like trying to rationalize. Ah, here's what it is. Tom Hardy. That's the feral child. No. Growing up. Yes, that's no. a fan theory. No, fuck That's you. why, because they can't rationalize. We can't just have a, a different actor play Max. Yeah. It's got to be, there's got to be some connection. Did you see the ending of fucking Road Warrior? He basically explains, I became the leader of the Great Northern Tribe. Yeah. And we see it's the fucking feral child's narrator. He did not become Max. He didn't take his identity. Right. Murray led us right into the back, you know, end of this movie. Feral Kid becomes the leader of the tribe. He learns to speak. Well, Gyro Captain becomes the first leader, and then he takes over. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, good call. Uh, And so it's like, yeah, he learned how to speak. He learned how to do all the fucking things to be a leader and all that bullshit. It's great. Cool. Great fucking story. Again, the main story is still Max. This kid got the opening and the ending. He explained, yeah, there was a world war, I guess, and it was over oil, and this is how I ended up in the world I grew up in. And now we're still living in tribes 30 years later. Well, we have to rebuild humanity. And we don't know what Max is up to. He fucking disappeared. Well, what we know is Mad Max only, the road warrior exists only in my memory. That's right. He never sees Max again, which is how it would be. Yeah. Now, Unless nerds would have it. They're like, no, man, they should meet again. No. All right. It's so fucking cool. Like, we're both in agreement. It's like 
it's okay to retire Max. Yeah. Is that not the... Yeah. Max is a fucking amazing character. We love him. It's fine. Like, the world should exist. The world should continue. But it's got to be a bleak fucking world. And That's lo- the story. They had the balls. Max didn't change. He stayed. He's still damaged. Like mm-hmm. he, he doesn't want... He still can't be close to people. He could have gone with them. But he chose instead just to take one of these leftover vehicles from the fucking like chase and be like, I'm just gonna go off. I yeah. can't be with people. Yeah. I it, it You can't it's like you can't fix that like PTSD like that, where it's like, oh wow, now I have a place to be, I'll be fine. That's something that should resonate with everybody today, because everyone's like, You need to go get help. You should go seek therapy. That's a kind thing. You should do that. We're all accepting of this. And yet like anybody who's willing to understand that and take that at face value knows that that doesn't mean you're fixed. Max will never be fixed. He has lost so much. He's been duped so many times. The way he treats gyro is because of the way, you know, everything that's brought him there. We can see Max still, he doesn't want, you know, he cares for dogs, obviously makes him the greatest person ever, but it's just too much. The dog never let him down. Too much. It's fucking too much. Well, the, the dog, dog doesn't, doesn't. The dog doesn't ask for much either. Right. The dog doesn't communicate you with know them. What the dog have, wants. The dog does. Food, as long as you give him food, water, and that's about it. Friendship. Food, water, friendship. Yeah. That's it. Right. So. Oh boy. There you have it. For don't the, don't worry. You'll get Fury Road eventually. I don't know, Griff. I think I've said all I need to say about action. I think I might just. Oh, you want to close it up on action? Oh, we gonna be a drama podcast? No, I think I'm done. I think I'm retired from podcasting. I think, I think I'm gonna go off into the wasteland. Oh, okay. Because I, I've said, I, what more can I say? I've explained to you. Now everyone is like throwing their Fury Roads in the trash. Don't do that. It's you can still keep your your Fury Road DVDs. Yeah, but just understand, put it underneath the Road Warrior DVD. Yeah, just number number two at least, probably three, but two at least. But no, Griff, there's at least five people who can't do without me out there listening who would be like, I got to listen to fucking Griff talk for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't want to do that. I mean, actually, guys, it would be worse if Griff quit because I'm not going to learn how to do this audio shit. So (laughs) if Griff leaves, the show definitely is over. Griff could probably go on without me, but the world would be a poorer place without It really would be. All right. I... We're gonna do just a simple stupid movie next. We week need it because, and we're gonna do a character that we've, an actor we've never had on the show before, who's new to mm. us. I don't believe we, either of us have seen a movie by this guy. Interesting. Also, we're gonna do an old favorite, all grown up. Oh, we're gonna do a movie called Ninja Two Grip, starring Scott Atkins, who a lot of people love. He's more of a newer. He's in the I say Gary Daniels like era. That would be my thing. Yeah, yeah. I know. I think he's another Gary Daniels. I'm pretty sure he is a British guy with a wimpy voice. All good. But there's also an old favorite of ours who's, who grew into it, quite the man. The fucking heir to the Kazugi throne, Kane Kazugi, is in this movie. Nice, and it's a dumb ninety-minute movie that Beautiful. we can get because we're going to be exhausted. We still we we gave you that fucking tippy tap. That oh, took Jesus. what did it take? Five hours to do nine that and one? a half. Nine I thought, and yeah, we gave you cup. about two and a half on this. So we're taking it easy next week. You need to take it easy next week. I do. Here's to another five years, maybe. <laughs> Until then, keep it warm.